Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 179. You are catching us in a good mood today because for you, no school, for me, no work for two weeks from today. We are the furthest possible day for more work or school. So that is awesome. We could review this Tuesday in Texas. However, you are not feeling well. It's your turn to be a little bit under the weather. This More week. so yesterday. I'm just glad we didn't record yesterday. You actually took a day off school yesterday. That's crazy. Not for today. You. Or sorry, today. You're always at school. Actually, power. <coughs> oh no, here we go. There's the first one. Uh, powered through yesterday just to play mountain, even though I probably shouldn't have. Yeah, you were not looking great, but you rested today. Hopefully, you're feeling oh, better. I was like, we're no. doing this early on a Friday evening, the December 22nd. Happy holidays if they've started for you, because we won't see you before. No, nope. all the major Christmas stuff goes. But through. we're on break now. We are on break now, so who year knows? comes to a close. Who knows what what we'll get up to? Winding down on our best and worst of. Yeah, getting ready for the best and worst of that'll be coming up. Uh, Looking if forward you're, to that. If you're a new listener, welcome. One of our favorite episodes. A guaranteed of the year. bonus, which we don't really do anymore. No, we don't do a lot of. We don't have a lot of time for bonus stuff. And you Not know what? Really. It's all completely free with no ads and no nothing. So That's how it goes. I figure it's a hobby. Whatever we put out, we put out. And if people listen, awesome. And if not. And I always say we reply to every comment, but I realized I don't know how to see the comments on Spotify. I've still tried and I can't find out how to see because I know for a fact people have commented. And I always say like, I don't know. No matter where you comment, you'll get a reply, but not if I don't know you commented. Could do so Armageddon 2004. But anyways, why? Are you looking at bad things? Bad pay-per-views from this month. If we want, Because well, we did December to December that one time. So I was like, I really want you to hit the in your late, late bottom. WCW paper. Could do one, whatever one's in December. Starcade. Just a random start one. See what happens. Nothing happens. All bad happens. But yeah, not much going on here. We're just getting ready to see some family tomorrow. And then, I don't know, we'll have your aunt, I'm sure, will come on Christmas Day to hang out and see what's going on. And then we don't have any major plans. A nice pause from the busy world of U14 rep basketball for me because everything kind of pauses over the two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have any major plans. Are you working? We're going to try and catch an indie show, right, on the 27th. Work, no. And then uh, I don't know what else we'll do, but we're going to find something to do. Anything you wanted to banter about today? Anything exciting happened this week since last we talked to our throngs of loyal listeners? I don't think so because I think the most eventful part of my week was yesterday being just incredibly ill. Be incredibly ill. Yeah, you you battled it yesterday and then took some meds and we headed to a mall. Uh, what's that? Like till close. Four days before Christmas. And it actually wasn't terrible. I was no. expecting much worse. I think just because we went really late. We did go late. We got there with like two hours left of. But I got everything done. I just have to wrap some stuff maybe tonight. I think I've covered all my bases by now. That's good. I see you uh, got the pet, your aunt's pet something. And our pet. And our pet, yes. Dearest well, kitten. Our dearest kitten toast is getting a new cat well, actually, bed. you got yeah you got, I got that it. too and I, I got it. other stuff it called out to me it looks like something she'll love she'll act like she doesn't like it for anywhere from two weeks to six weeks and then we'll live <laughs> we'll live in it basically that's generally how things i was go. holding that in for as long as possible she snubs it and then eventually admits she loves it she but anyway she go, comes around on everything at least that's a cat. once it's a cat it's not that exciting for anyone to hear but we should probably start talking about some wrestling we don't have anything to preview pay world end will be um Next week, we don't have anything to review in terms of pay per views or PLEs, so it's going to be uh, Impact was uh, again holding pattern best of 2023. Did I'll not talk watch. about the best, like the and or year end awards that they did. Um, oh, okay, because I didn't even catch that's good. It's part one, so there'll probably be more next week. And if For I Impact? remember, yeah, cool. So throw so, that in high spots and rest holds. I just had in my news. Oh, okay, we'll do that too. 
So we'll talk about that. We'll get AEW Dynamite in depth as we always do. Talking about the uh, Continental Classic Tournament, which Tournament is the, the bulk of that show. Uh, we'll talk about NXT. We'll do some trivia. Uh, Jack will update us on wrestling figure stuff at the end. And I guess we may as well get started, yeah? Unless you have something exciting to say. Um, no, I don't think so. That was exciting. That was I'm glad you got that in there. Riveting. All right, it's time for some news and rumors. Starting out with some ratings, we've got NXT averaging 641,000 viewers this week, which is down 5.5% from last week. Earned a 0.17 in the key demographic, which is down 5.6% from last week. So this was a pre-taped show where they piped in a bunch of noise. Not that that has anything to do with the ratings, just it was really annoying watching the show. But anyways, so let's see if this is meaningful because I just copy and pasted it and ready. The 37th straight week, the show has had a year-over-year growth in the key demo. I guess that's good. 37 weeks in a row, this year's key demo has been better than last year's. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, exactly. Good for them. They improved Con- this year, I guess. Congratulations. Uh, AE, AE. Well, I almost did it. That's hearkening back to like early, early episodes. You, you've been on a good tear. For AEW for Dynamite averaged 845,000 viewers down. Because you like sports entertainment so much, you don't want to mention the wrestling part That's of the That's right. Name. Get it out of there. Get the yeah. W out. Exactly. <laughs> down 7.5%. Earned 8.26 in the key demo, which is down 13.3%. Love this. Third lowest Wednesday night viewership of 2023. So obviously they had some lower ones on. What, they went Tuesday the one time? I can only remember the one Tuesday this year, though. I think so, too. But there's the ratings. They are what they are. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Um, I got a bunch of stuff. None of it's that amazing. I don't have a great deal of stuff. No, but I found some uh, First one was AOP set to return to TV soon, even though we've already had this kind of I deal. was just going to say, it was um, deja vu or have we not had Smackdown's their likely destination, so that's an update. And then also okay. Paul Ellering is supposed to be back with them. I kind of wish they'd go back to NXT yeah, for fun. Because yeah. I watch it and I kind of like AOP. For, for getting shiggles. Like as a monster tag team, they're fine. Totally fine. By the end. The beginning yeah. they were not. No. Um, What do I have? As long as you? they don't have their manager pissing his pants. Um, <laughs> right. And, um, I remember that's, that. Isn't that part of why they got shortened to AOP permanently? Because get it? Yeah. P. Oh, I don't know. Urine. I'm pretty sure that's what it was because they went from Authors of Pain to being strictly AOP. Nice. And I'm pretty sure that was like part of the reason behind it because it's... Come on. Because Maverick kept pissing. He did. I remember that was his gimmick for like a month or something that or maybe so more. stupid. Uh, so do you remember last year that Tony Khan kind of made a... Claim? Big announcement? Well, that too, but... <laughs> That he was talking about online AEW haters are paid trolls, sort of insinuating WWE might have something to do with that. It's not the craziest thing. So, uh, yeah, he took some heat for that, and there didn't seem to be a lot of evidence. But now maybe there is. So I guess a fan took to Twitter, or X as it is now, um, and uploaded some photos of anti-AEW bots who were uh, praising NXT. Uh, Apparently, I don't know why I didn't really delve into it, because who cares? I'm not a legitimate journalist of any kind never claimed to be a journalist at all not somehow evident not real twitter users and tony khan responded to this proof with a gif that simply said well i told you that or something so kind of like yep maybe there are i mean wasn't there the whole thing wwe was tampering with tampering with mlw that one time and whatever like it's not really surprising i guess i just assume that everybody's doing that to everybody being the cynic i am and not really understanding social media i just assume that 
there are bot troll whatever things for everybody but i don't know i mean if it was gonna be one company i would expect it to be them yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all mm-hmm. um next after i was guess kyle fletcher just won the tv title right now um right. roh has introduced a women's tv title no way because their women's roster is so in-depth and we and oh it was revealed on this week's i ROH can't believe TV i didn't episode. hear that and um you want to guess what it looks like the same as exactly the same as Fletcher's belt. Oh yeah, so, you did mention that. Um, that's annoying. Yeah, it's like AEW. AEW's like, roster already. Belts. It's like yeah, ROH has too many belts already. Wow, and AW for you to say that. Yeah, well, AEW, it's severe. I don't want a women's TV title. And I don't you want like the belts. Continental title. I always like seeing new belts, and I do want to see the Continental title, but I don't want. I don't need it <laughs> inherently existing because. To me, Cassidy's belt is superior. Yeah. It's kind of like with the Continental International title. It's like um, when they introduced Rollins' belt. It's like it's just automatically inferior. Unless. Because this better version already. So to be fair, I don't watch a lot of Ring of Honor. I check in every now and then. Um, unless uh, they someone. are. And also planning on focusing more on women. Unless they're like we're committed to a decent chunk of our two-hour program being women, which is totally fine. Um. I don't see how a second belt is at all necessary. Unless you want to give it to Sky Blue so then the couple can have matching belts. Like. But anyways. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand. It's too many belts. It's like Tony Khan, did he like make a deal with a belt maker that he got? Like buy seven, get two. It's like um, WWE's got their deal Saudi Arabia. They have to do two shows a year. It's like yeah. Tony Khan has to introduce a belt every to. year. <laughs> exactly. At least one belt. Like yeah. So yeah, I'm not thrilled with that. And also just... The ROH belts, aside from the six-man belts, only because they're an older design, are so uniform. Like, I think the television title is the most distinct one because it's just I think the shape of that and the side plates are the most different from like like the world title and mm. the the tag titles are so close identical. And the pure belt, the, well, the pure belt says pure. So, but like the TV title is the most distinguishable, and now it has a carbon copy. It's mm-hmm. is it the and, same size and everything? I don't know. I saw a post like from like a couple months ago. I think when it was still when Joe had it that the guy um, I follow him. I think it's. He's like belts by Dan or whatever. Mm-hmm. He made all the strong belts as well. Actually. Remember the first AEW women's belt that was like that, a the bracelet? Two, yeah, and then Nyla, <laughs> Nyla Rose had it. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, no, I I don't know because I know I think the TV title, the men's one, is bigger than it originally was, but yeah. I don't know because I remember I thought it looked small and Joe. Anyways, if I'm going to crap on WWE for pumping out their lazy mm-hmm. designs this year, I'm going to crap on yep. ROH because they're basically doing the Try same thing as fair. WWE because it's like all their belts are uniform. AEW, at least like... They've got a di- diverse selection of belts, and most are belts I really like, mm-hmm. so um, this is dumb. And add another one. Yeah. Uh, in the world of re-signing, Brian Myers re-signs Damn. with TNA Wrestling. You, I stole that from you. Um, and the Rascals. He told Sports Illustrated it was an easy decision. Because no one, where else is he going to go? Well, he said, it's, he said, quote, it's the most fun I've had in my entire career the past three and a half years. It's been a perfect fit, which I have suggested, right? I think that it's because he, he hasn't had a losing streak. I get to be the best version of myself while being a TNA wrestling Winning. star. So this decision was easy. <laughs> I've always said he's like a perfect fit and he does a good job. He is a good heel character. He's good in the ring. He doesn't have to be like the face of your company, but he's... He's a good hand, right, to have around. So I think he's a good you fit for them. Join the good hands. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had that, and then also they re-signed the Rascals. They also signed Danny Luna, and then they signed uh, Jade Chung as a ring announcer. Oh, you remember, stole that for me. Remember your friend uh, from My the close Impact personal line? friend who is also wife of Josh Alexander. Wife of Josh Alexander, right? So apparently, because I can add on to that one, <laughs> she joined Impact Broadcast in May with a role she was doing ring announcing for uh, BTI. 
and hosting pre-show events, which we saw her doing as she tried to speak to me. And (laughs) she wasn't thrilled that I didn't want to talk as being live. Yeah, she yielded amazing results there. She did. Um, I didn't even enter my mind that it was like a live stream thing. That's the funny part. Like I didn't think about it at all. But anyway, so yes, she is hired. Um, Injury updates. The only other thing I have on Charlotte. We did talk about probably nine months and it was a knee. You can add to that a strained neck and now officially. And I've been crying myself to sleep all week. Right. Because they didn't say what the exactly it was. ACL, MCL, meniscus. So that's a pretty big deal. So hopefully she recovers quickly. Mm -hmm. I actually watched the incident where it supposedly happened where she was, I think, supposed to fall from the ropes and she sort of got tangled in she? Would that be similar thing to Rollins then, I guess? Could be, yeah. But his were noticeable though. Yeah. So she got attended to right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, hopefully she, I mean, we're not huge fans, but I don't really want people to be hurt. So uh, do you have anything else? Um, the last thing I had was the impact year and awards the first. Oh, right. Bachelor, which is only four. Um, knockouts uh, tag team of the year out of the wealth of options. So for me, it has to be um, the current one that I love that I can't remember the name. Come on, you can get there. Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly yeah. are MK Ultra. Yeah. So that's today. what they, all, their fan vote is. That's so. correct. Oh, this is fan voting? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Um, Give me the categories. I've watched every episode. Mail tag, which I guess is there's more options. But still not a lot of options. Uh, ABC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with them both so far. Uh, One to watch. I think you would agree with this. Um, uh, I was just looking at it. Is it the guy from Ring of Honor Strong? Mm -mm. Uh, What's his name? The guy, I'm like really athletic, really like him. You He's mean showing, New Japan Strong? Oh, the... Showing out a bit. What's his name? It's like something with a K, right? Yes. Am Kevin... I? Kevin... Kevin something. Something. What? What is it? Oh, I can find it. Um, I, it's I, Kylan I, King. Oh, I like her. That makes sense, too. Yeah. What is his name? Kevin that? Knight. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. No, so Kylan okay. King got yeah, that one. Yeah, I would accept that. Uh, knockout of the year. Knockout... Is it? Trinity? <laughs> yeah. Disagree. I mean... The way she's been presented and stuff, sure. But do I like enjoy watching her work or speak? No. Yes. No, no, I do not. All right. Well, that was their first batch, and then I guess I assume they'll do the rest. Interesting. Next I, week. I understand why those are the winners. I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but not bad. All right. Well, we'll go into talking about AEW Dynamite in depth. So I guess uh, we will do that right about now. All right, another episode of Dynamite loaded with tournament matches, right? These, and I think we're learning that we like in-ring stuff because, you know, people are you in-ring or storyline? I'm both, but when I know these shows are packed with matches I want to see, that's when I'm the most excited, right? When It's not about a promo mm-hmm. or somebody. It's always oh, like well, the matches. Talk about excitement next week's probably main event. I'm so excited for. What's Oh, yeah. Like... That's probably the most excited I've been for a TV. That match will be before. exciting. Can't spoil it. We'll talk it yet, about though. that later. Yeah. So tell me about this week's dynamite. No intro. No um, lighting, diffuse, and whatever else the theme song says. Straight into a match that is super interesting <laughs> to me as a enjoyer of Roosh since I was watching ROH. I was telling you when we were at um Hot Topic the other day at the mall. Um, <laughs> yeah. I saw a, ba- a shirt for the band Rush, and I just I now I'm conditioned to say Roosh. Roosh. So my my brain's instinct was literally to say Roosh. And I'm pretty sure I was the opposite when I first started watching, being like, why is that Roosh? It's Rush. But uh, he's awesome. He's been sort of underused and not as visible as I would like him to be. So this tournament's done Mm -hmm. wonders for him. He's got his leg taped up this time. I think, what, because he probably faced 
He's faced Switchblade last week. And there was week. some speculation at some point that that was legit. So I don't. I know feel if it like it's because he. But... I think it's because he faced Switchblade. And you know, he goes yeah. heavy on the. The dragon screws and stuff. Dragon screws and whatnot, which yep. is weird because I don't think he does a leg submission. Like, it's weird. Every time I've downloaded him in in a two K game, which is two times, um, which that's not a lot, but it's strange that happened twice. Phineas and Ferb reference. Um, he his one of his signatures in, is an inverted figure four. Yeah. So. Maybe he used used to do that. Well, and I, I guess know. taking out anybody's that's base I, is a I, good that's what I strategy, right? That's what I always thought. Anywho, um, there's a topic on Hilo from Roosh. Um, I was a little surprised. Sorry, early on there was a like "Let's go Roosh" chant. Yeah, it wasn't as loud as Swerve for sure, but no, but it was like a little bit of still. start. I started out mostly heard Roosh, and then it went dueling, and Swerve's little bit, was louder, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, Swerve kicked him in the hamstring, then a running drop kick in the corner to the injured leg. Uh, there's a strike exchange and simultaneous boost to leave them both down. Roosh went for the bull's horns, but his leg gives out on the run and swerve. Uh, Cab- this is with a half crab, which he later shifts into the Brock Lock. Brock Roosh Lock. countered out with a small package for two. Uh, really nice straight pa- jacket power driver from Roosh for two. Yep. Um, overhead belly belly off the apron from Roosh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, the landing looked pretty <laughs> tough. Like Swerve pretty much went straight to the floor, right? And it looked like he landed mm-hmm. on a nice hip, maybe? Looked hurt, looked painful. Anyways. Commentary on the audacity to say it's worse than the hardest part of the ring, though. So I took wow, kind of it's impossible. I don't, last I checked, that wasn't the hardest part of the floor. So No, there's That's mats that. on it. Yeah. Um, Roosh missed the diving senton from the top, and Swerve hit a 454 one count. Roosh fired back up. Uh, Swerve came back with a roll loop flatliner and that transition into the suplex that he does. Yes, which the like he keeps wrist control right and kind of gracefully Controls rolls the wrist through. as uh, Excalibur would say. I'm fascinated with Swerve. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, house call and a Swerve stomp get the win for Swerve as he goes up to 12 points. Yeah, my first note is two guys I love targeting pre-existing injuries. Yes, please, because I'm a, like I like an injury, good injury target. Um, they really did, especially the first part, right? It was, they're really similar. They both have the same idea. A lot of it was like they were trying to do the same thing to each other at the same time. And I like that too. So they started it really fast and then settled into like a nice steady pace, really physical, right? And targeting each other's injuries, which I like. And again, it's another layer that this tournament adds because of course they would both be less than 100% after all the competitive matches they've had. Over several weeks, right? So that yeah, there's adds... the one part where didn't Swerve get like tripped on the apron over and like yeah. on the shoulder. So it adds like he did, right? He took that right on his because he had the um, as smart wrestling fan call it placebo tape on his shoulder. Um, so yeah, it's like they are kind of worn down and injured at this point, and it allows for stuff like this to happen. And yeah, that German off the apron looked super painful. Swerve looks great getting a win. I liked, I thought this was an awesome opener. We've said it before. This tournament is elevating guys like Roosh and Brody King and a f- couple others, right? Elevating Andrade. the show every week, too, just because yeah. it's guaranteed quality. So I am really enjoying You're probably yeah. going to hear us talk about this tournament in our best of, I would assume. It'll at least get mentioned a few times. I don't know how it'll get mentioned, but it, it will. Great opener. Uh, best tournament of the year. Did... It'll compete with the ROH uh, four-man tournament. Or in whatever. the breakout. In the breakout. <laughs> in the break, the women's no, breakout tournament. No contest. First round knockout. Like flash knockout in the first 10 seconds. It's like um when they did the Queen's Ground Tournament in 2021 and like none of the matches were longer than five minutes or something. The breakout tournament is almost in every way literally the anti-continental classic. Like everything about, like it's single elimination. It's every match is like four minutes. Every match has people you've never heard of and that don't actually know how to wrestle. Like, it's the exact opposite. But anyway, I mean, 
alternative. <laughs> so I love these guys. This match didn't disappoint. I thought it was a really, really strong opener. Super strong opener per the usual. The tournament continues to deliver. Uh, Swerve was money as always, but in matches like this, I I really hope, as as do you, that people take notice of Roosh because he's always quality as well. Um, Swerve was really popular tonight, which I like because it's good for him, but I also don't like because I want him to be the ultra super villain always. Yeah. Because uh, that is sure. definitely the way he's meant to be. He's so cool. He's just, it's it's so perfect like that. Um, great action this one, though. There were some sweet spots. I figured Swerve was winning, but as usual, that doesn't stop a banger. No, you're um, right. So now Swerve is guaranteed the semifinal, but then we'll see what the semifinal is later. Either we get Mox versus Swerve or the three-way that I had fantasy booked last week, which should be what they do. Should be what they do. Because that is and, money. And if it were WWE, we'd be like, but they won't, but right? Won't. But there's but a chance here. And did you mention, I didn't catch it, the when uh, Roosh goes like he's going to do the bull's horns and then does the mocking little kick, and then he went into Tranquilo and he, a jumping arm breaker. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was cool. That was a cool spot. But yes, uh, really good opener. Uh, next, there's a recap of last week's uh, Blue League matches from Collision. Um, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, they did. What? No. But some people won to some matches and some people lost. A lot of Brian Danielson. I can tell you Daniel Garcia lost because he hasn't won at all. Yes. I think everybody has won except him. And Andrade's been on fire. And Andrade. I kind of regret not watching all of them. Somebody put together like a Collision tournament side just playlist of all the good matches and I would watch that someone wants to do yeah, that you didn't even watch Andrade Danielson which is strange. I didn't I should go find it it's but it's annoying to find single matches anywhere right I can find yeah. shows yeah obviously because I pay for all of the wrestling things all of them yes oddly Wink. enough <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> uh oddly enough that I, I can easily find Osprey Omega 2 by itself yeah which is good because that's the greatest thing to ever come out of pay for everybody's because we pay for every service they offer hey if aw did then i would but yeah can't because they don't testing my patience or we could buy roh thing (laughs) yeah honor club yeah see see who uh, i have it what are you talking about i have all these right that's how we watched uh final battle yeah right absolutely silly me that's right yeah that's that's how i watch all all we are independently wealthy (laughs) and pay for all the wrestling that we can yeah Obviously. Uh, next, we got Jericho talking backstage. Uh, he talked about so Omega. So, like, babyface hammy in this. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a serious thing. He's doing, like, earnest, sincere. I, it, I guess because it's a it serious weird. thing, which it is, it is. But I just don't like Jericho. Me either. Um, yeah, point. so he talked about Omega being out definitely due to diverticulitis. I don't remember if I put him in my worst wrestler of the year or not, but he maybe. Uh, maybe not. That, I mean, that might be a little more. Worst is harsh, but... Um, I don't think I put him there. He's in there like for other things. I don't think he's for a wrestler category. We'll add like a most least likely washed up award. Um, <laughs> probably no. There's definitely a better one than him, right? Like Sting or yeah, but he's a mitigant and by retiring, I would say he hasn't been admitting it by being here at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anywho, sure. uh, Jericho uh, talked about that means their tag title matches off, so they can't win the titles. Boo hoo hoo. Um, fans are chanting in support of Omega, and it's weird. Like, then Omega was like, or sorry, Jericho was like looking around the room. Like, I knew you'd do that. Oh, yeah, but like, who are you looking at? I though? know, like, it bugged me. Well, it's like, I get he can hear it, but like, why are you looking? Like, they're not there. Yeah, it's like, no one's there. It f- made it feel like, um, I'm watching like NWA sorry. studio show, you know what I mean? Because everything's filmed in the same Except space, so they can like see the crowd. Every it that's what it felt like to me a little bit. But anyways, I'm okay. I, the Golden Jets are on hold, so I'm happy. Yeah, uh, Jericho said we're pulling for Kenny like five times. Um, the entire locker room is, and most importantly, he's pulling for him. Even though Kenny said he doesn't trust him last week, so there's that. 
Uh, when Kane comes back, Jericho will be waiting for him. The Golden Jets will resume. Nope. Uh, then he did Omega's sign-off. Then he. Yeah, I, I'm okay with this sort of falling apart because I don't want to see the Golden Jets. There was nothing really interesting to me. So if it was like something else, I would. But I saw if, if like Doctor said if Omega didn't check in when he did, like it would have gotten a lot bad, and he, yeah. like, there was a half chance of death. And it's not, this also isn't rolling right into something new for Jericho. So I'm fine if Jericho goes on a little hiatus while Kenny's healing up. Let Jericho just take some time off. Do commentary on shows I don't watch would be it would be an idea. ROH. <clears throat> or Sorry, uh, Rampage or whatever. I cough a lot. But anyways, it wasn't anything major. Yeah, uh, it was fine. Basically, just the news we saw report last week. Um, if the uh, reporters were a sappy baby face. Um, only disappointing thing is that he didn't outright say he was withdrawing from the tag title match. He did say they would resume when he's ready, though, which is undesirable, but it also implies that they're not doing it. Agreed. He's not doing the title That's match. That's how I took it, too. So, time will tell, but, like, it's in a week, so either they shoot Hunter replacement or they don't do it. Yeah. So, that's nice. Don't um, do it. Don't do it would be my preference. Yeah. Um, then we get Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe in the Continental Classic. And as far Probably. as I know, this match contains the only Taz Jones. We got a solo Jones. Uh, referring to... Jay Briscoe? Oh, my God. I, I did think... it. Oh, I did you it. did it. Oh, wow. it, they've been getting to me. Because on, fi on Final Battle, they said Jay Briscoe, and then they said Mark Jisco. And then on Twitter or X, they wrote Jay Briscoe in the captions. Like, they're getting to me. I think maybe it was about Lethal, because he usually has a 1,000 people That would him. make sense. Anyways, there was a solo Jones. I keep saying um, Jay Briscoe as a joke, and then now it's like, this is that's the first time I've done it like legitimately. So that has happened to me with some words. Like, I say schedule just to mock it, because I think it's like a pretentious way to say it but then i find i say it all the time even in front of people who don't know i'm you know what i mean so they think i'm the pretentious one but anyway no, that, that happens that, that angers me um back and forth chops and they're going like a lot a like, lot of chops a lot of sharp sounding chops yeah. not as very physical. not as good as andrade but like no very physical exchanges oh, yeah in this one um lethal let's say hip toss cartwheel drop kick um combo which looks really nice always really fluid right Mm -hmm. He transitions v between moves really well. Not mm -hmm. quite swerve level, but... No, swerve does it different. Nice. Um, suplex on the outside from Briscoe. Lethal combination from Lethal, which is always nice as well. It is. Um, Briscoe did like a topic on Hilo stepping off a steel chair and then over the ropes, which right. was pretty good. Yeah, because there's not a lot of room there. Mm -hmm. he, he nailed it. Mm -hmm. uh, Fisherman Buster from Briscoe for two, which is really nice. Uh, Lethal hit a J-Driller for a near fall, which looked really good. His looked really him. good. Uh, and then uh, Mark, not Jay, right. hit one uh, as well to pick up the win. I thought this was another like excellent, super physical match. And it still somehow felt important. And like I told you, being a sports person, elite athletes would compete really hard, even though neither of them have a chance to advance in this tournament. Neither one of them wants to be the guy that didn't win any matches. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I didn't love that there was no stakes there. But when you said that, that that's a deep, good way of putting it. Because elite athletes would have that intense pride. Especially right? lethal, because get... his thing's already been that right. he hasn't gotten any wins. And so they would not want to be the one that didn't win, because that's the that's the that's could be the fuel for someone's future promo on them or whatever, right? So right. Uh, I thought this was a really good win for Mark Briscoe, because you just root for the guy, right? There's something about his style and his story He's and all of like... it. He's just like... Maybe it's partially because of the J thing, but I don't I just like. I think that might think be part of it. But much like, more than that, agree. But I do think it's more than that. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know what the word is like not charming, but like he's just like I don't yeah. know. He, but endearing, he's just, endearing. That's yeah. the one. He's just easy to root for. But yeah, I didn't really. I don't love him, but I end up liking him a little more when I see him. So yep. 
Um, he produces good matches, so I really can't complain too much. Crowd about was really into this. Um, this one was good. Yeah, I suffered a little because I thought like neither of these guys are winning. But when you put it like that, that makes it a little better mm-hmm. for me actually. Um, and it was still an enjoyable match regardless. Uh, the lengthy chopping back and forth was entertaining. Like that was. Uh, almost as good as Andrade and Brody King. Uh, both these guys have cool styles, and the J Driller from Lethal was gnarly. I'm glad Bristol gets at least one win, and um, it sucks that Lethal didn't get any. But um, that's kind of his how role. It ha- had to go right. Yep, and somebody's got that spot. It works for him, I guess. And the, at the end of the day, would you rather be him or not in the tournament? I'd rather be in the tournament. That's right? true. So. He still comes out of this looking pretty good. I yep. don't think anyone looks bad in the. He had tournament. a whole bunch of competitive matches. Yeah, with an on TV every like week. Moxley and Swerve and Switch. Even just exposure wise, guys would take that <laughs> spot for sure. Right, like even like like benefits Rouge. Yep. Um, then we get shown MJF being inducted into the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame, and he talked about that, and that, that was like just a little... It's a cool honor for him, here. and it's good, it's nice timing that he's actually a babyface to accept this, right? Because then it'd be even more it'd out be of place. It'd be a bit awkward. Yeah. So yeah, it is it is better timing, because I feel like they've done this sort of thing with maybe him or someone else before, like where mm. it's like accepting something. I don't remember what it was. And I'm sure it's it's uh, an honor for him, so that's good. I'm sure it's cool, Happy yeah. for him. Then we transition something I'm not all happy about at all. Uh, we got our weekly repetitive Wardlow vignette. My only note is more generic stuff, and Jack is angry. Oh, I was like vocally complaining <laughs> the entire time. I'm just, I'm done with Wardlow. You are done with um, Wardlow. I just, even more so. Just he was saying it's always been a battle between good and evil. Although I would probably not call him the good. Yeah. Um, Wardlow said we're getting close to MJS world ending. Verbiage he's already used. Um, Warlow said the payment for MJ Sins cannot be delayed any longer. He said he'll be the one to bring the devil to his knees. Verbiage he's already used. So I've had, I don't, I don't think I talked about this on the pod. I think we were just talking that I've heard people say that they're fairly certain that he's one of the devil's people. If he isn't at all involved in this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> imagine, imagine your fury if he is the devil. That He's not, but like, that <laughs> I know, would be but like, it's fun to horrible. plant that seed in your mind just to set you up. If off. he's involved in it at all, I'm going to be annoyed because that means <laughs> like, that just kills part of this for me instantly because I just, I don't care about him anymore. I don't like him anymore. He's not interesting. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying the same crap every week. And if he's going to wrestle, guess what? We're getting power bombs. Like, it's not, it. nothing about him is interesting. Nope. I, I'm kind of out. I'm not out as far as you, but I just, like, this is just generic. Every week stuff. this happens, I get more yeah. and more sick of it. And I just, I don't understand it's either, what the goal is. It's, you have two options. Either you're getting the same match he gives all the time, which is a squash with a million power bombs, or an interview where he says stuff like this. Yeah, the same, it's the same promo, the same match. There's nothing Correct. new about him. It's just point like he's had. It's Jade Cargill. It's Jade. He's quite literally Jade Cargill. Yeah. He can go follow Jade Cargill for yeah. all I care. Yeah. I hope his contract's up soon because he can go make that uh, sweet, sweet Titan sports money because I don't. I don't want him here. Very, very like one note sort of thing. Even more so because I thought there was potential there. With Jade? Just... And for sure. Oh, wow. I was thinking Wardlow, but oh. either of them really. And Jade being like so new and stuff, right? It was a little more acceptable, but I think Wardlow's been on the indies for a while and stuff. Like and he's he not. He still sucks. Yeah, he's God. okay, but Anyways. not interested. Uh, next, we get to hear from Samoa Joe, uh, who's a lot better. He is a lot better. He's great. I ne- I always underrated him on the mic. I didn't know how good he was. He's uh, awesome. Yeah, he shaved his head, which I I like him better with hair. <laughs> I wouldn't have even noticed if you hadn't mentioned it. I always notice. You do. And the match graphic still shows him with hair. It's inaccurate. Continuity. Where's, where's Will, Will Washington? Washington? Where are you, Will Washington? Washington? I don't care if it's edited on that photo. You should be their new continuity person. That'd be your dream job. I'd really good at it. Just watch with detail. And I mean, I feel like I've already got it pretty down packed. It would just be more officials than I'd remember more things. And you'd get paid for it. And i get paid for remembering things. 
I wonder what he does like on a week to week basis though. Just like I don't know. Just cause like you just I don't know. It'd just be interesting. It would. Anyways, um, he was talking about Roddy bringing up a good point. He said week after week, um, people are assaulted by the devil. And it seems like. Um, MJF wasn't the only victim, and he was saying like we see everyone get attacked, but we didn't see MJF mm-hmm. get attacked, which is a good point. Fair. Um, he said for some odd reason Hangman was a victim. He said that we found the world champion on the ground, and passed out, obviously like without any like actual attack. Correct. Because um, well, I would obviously now that I think of it, I'd like to know if the bottle was real glass. Hmm. And if so, I would like you and to cry wind- me a river. The bottle and the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would rather be Jack Perry than Wardlow. It's like okay, now my nightmare is like that. It's like Jack Perry, the Wardlow's devil, the second, and then Wardlow's there. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like not even that. That it's just like this collection of people MJF has wronged. It's like him and Wardlow and not Kavark season and Don Cousin and not Darby Allen, but like just people. I don't know. I can't think of any other ones. But it's just like this random gaggle of people mm-hmm. who have like a common thing, like the firm. Honestly. Like, that would be bad. Because I like that it would be Cole and his friends, because that makes sense to me. Not yes. just because they're still all, think all Cole's the friends, mm-hmm. right? But also because then it's more tied to MJF and it's more relevant. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, that would be the nightmare. But back to this. He called MJF to answer a few questions right now. I liked what he said was last week he was asking the right questions, but perhaps to the wrong person. Yeah, I kind of like and that, he's, too. He's he was like kind of turning that for this it is kind of like it's not that I made a mistake necessarily, <laughs> right? Like turning in the wrong direction. Which I like that. Um, MJF came and said he recalled Joe saying he would protect MJF going to the world title match at World's End. He said he seem, Joe seems to care about his property as much as he seems to care about his diet, which was that was Cheap really shot. awesome. Um, MJF claimed he had accusations of his own. He said he doesn't recall the goons laying a finger on Joe. True. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF said he didn't like Joe. He didn't trust Joe. Um, that makes sense. It's not nice. Um, Although then maybe next week he'll cry about Samoa Joe's diverticulitis because Jericho and Omega didn't trust each other. And then we got our promo this week, so that that's what'll happen. And then a, another World's End match will be called precedent set. That might be in bad taste. Um, MJ threatened Joe, saying he can end his world right now, and immediately had a line cooler than Wardlow's. Uh, he shoved Joe. Uh, then some masked men went in the ring. It was weird. There were a bunch of like goobers in black masks, like, like waves of them. Like, honestly, back when the Dark Order had the Creepers, it was like that. And then the, the four real guys came out of the crowd. It was the and putties, the yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the lights went out. The devil appeared on the screen. Then the message said, where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept the challenge for the ROH Tag Team Championships? Are you a hero, Max? And then everyone disappeared, obviously, when the lights came back on. Um, MJC knows Joe will say no, but he made a promise to Cole to defend the titles as long as he can until Cole comes back. Um, but Joe shouted, we accept, and he, that they will kick their asses. I can't, I gotta admit, man, like, I think I'm down on this more than you. The, the super cheesy lights out, control the production stuff, put up stuff on the Tron is really cheap to me. Um, <laughs> I, I like the interaction just fine between Joe and MJF. MJF had some really good, kind of subtle shots at Joe. If Statement Guevara was one of the Devil's guys, they could just use signs. But the rest of this, like, I I dislike this so much that I don't like that Samoa Joe's involved in it. Because it doesn't feel like he should be involved in, like, this feels like an NXT. And I watch NXT and I like NXT at times. But this is, I don't know, man. I feel like because I think it is Adam Cole that they're trying to kill enough time that he heals somewhat and can at least do stuff. 
I feel like they're but... calling time till World's End because then you could have him reveal and then you do like a Britt Baker thing because Baker was on TV for months without yeah doing anything. But as a person who likes <laughs> reality in my wrestling show, to have this like lights go out and Toronto's yeah, I don't know control- if they need I to don't. do that. I it mean, feels retribution, man. I was going to say that the font on the screen looked really retribution. It feels scripts and retribution, which are, I've said this last week or whatever, terrible, terrible, terrible ideas. So if that's where your inspiration's from, I don't know, man. It feels the payoff like, could be worth it all, but... I feel like they're stretching it out longer than they initially intended for some reason, and I don't know what that is. Maybe it's for Cole, but... Um, yeah, I was. I liked what was said. I didn't like anything else at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Joe's always great on the mic, never any complaints about him. Um, and I liked the accusation to MJF because that's a logical conclusion to draw because in kayfabe, I guess Cole's not really an option uh, yeah. in theory. Right. Um, MJF ac- accusing him is less um, makes sense, and we can see the figure of the devils, um, so we know it's not Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but MJF insults were on point and also similar to what I just said in a way. Um, the henchman running was, I didn't like that cause cheese. Yeah. So like, I don't mind the, f- oh, I you can hear him scream. <laughs> Fortnite kid screaming. You, I, can, I don't know if the mics picked it up. I right. don't, I don't mind the four guys running in. Cause like, you know, those are like his guys, but not once have we seen this gaggle the other of, 10 or 12. Or come. Yeah. So I didn't like that. Cause it felt like dark order to me it and not did. the dark order that we, that yeah. we like. It was the dark order that everyone hated that yes. they changed. So that was the part for me I didn't really like. And Lights Out's whatever, because House of Black does that on a weekly basis. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't love it then either. But uh, The Devil's Challenge is kind of repeat, which I also don't love. But it being for the tag titles, for me, at least like I, it makes me think or hope that we get a legitimate match next week. Because if they screw us out of a match again, then I'm not going to like it. Yeah, I don't think they will. But if it's a tag title match, in theory, that means it has to take place, right? Because there's something and that they And then I'm thinking take. by people's style, we can probably piece together who it is. Yeah, or I'm somebody will. Between next week's t- tag title risky. match and then the pay-per-view being next weekend, we can probably get the payoff. And then, like, honestly, like, have Cole reveal himself. And he's got these goons. You can get a few months. Like, you right. can s- stretch Getting that. Getting to him. Yeah, like you can mm-hmm. do the reveal because if we wait much longer, it's gonna be too drawn out, right? It's getting close, yes. Right, for me. so Very then close. we can like, like I said, they kept Baker on TV for months without mm-hmm. her, like with her being injured, right? I think it was a like thing too, wasn't she in a wheelchair? Am I yeah, wrong? Yes, she was. Right, yep. so exact, like literally the same thing with Reba. Exactly, and the, then the cinematic dentist match with Big Swole. <laughs> oh was... my God, <laughs> why would you remind me of that? Mm-hmm. Didn't I hate that? I think we all hated that. Big Swole. I hated her, too. You did not like Big Swole. She was not good. So let me ask you one question, then. About Big Swole? No. No, no. (laughs) I have no questions about Big Swole. They had the devil speak before. Wait, when? Wait, they did, right? And everyone thought it sounded like Jack Perry. He was laughing. And now he makes no sounds. Is that because it is Jack Perry? And they were like, oh, crap. People recognized it? Uh, I would hope not. I I still don't hear Jack Perry. I did. Oh, but I think again because you that might told be me placebo that effect, right? Because you told me people think that I might have. I wonder if I didn't tell you if you would have still thought. I, that, I will right? never know. Well, that's true. Um, well, I mean, I could forget. I do forget. That's things. true. We'll just he'll talk next week. He'll <laughs> yeah. be like, give and me, after I'll be like, did you hear Jack Perry? Give me another twenty minutes, possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll mention it again. Yeah, I mean, I that's like, why would you birth that idea into the universe? Yeah, I just but was wondering. That's, We've heard him before, and then there was massive speculation on who it was. I would was, hope that's a coincidence, no but that's not a horrible thought. I know, right? Like, Sometimes my thoughts are good. 
Yeah. Once every, every six, seven months. Uh, broken clock is right twice a day. Correct. So I love that. that. Love it. You're welcome. Um, next, we get a best friends interview. Um, Renee talks about Cassie's recent title defense against bounty hunter Brian Keith. Uh, and style in a street fight went on collision because I saw some say it's like the yearly women's street fight tag. Because mm-hmm. um, remember they they've done that a couple times before. There yep. was the one that you liked. I did like one, and it was with people who are great. Yeah, that's right. I enjoyed that quite mm-hmm. a bit. I think it was Ford and Bunny too. Actually, I so wish we had a sound like uh, board, and then I would have like a rampage setup button because I don't. As we need soon to, as it oh, has that vibe, that. I'm not that. really paying attention. We need to clip that thing that you just said and then like add it to a soundboard. Right. I mean, and didn't I have, you have a soundboard? And yeah, I can I can w- put one through my phone or a computer into this device. Sounds like something you should work out. And I out. can I also have like voice changing stuff that 2024? I twenty twenty four. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but anyways, uh, then she uh, mentions Chucky e. T is out with injury, and she asks what's next for Rocky Romero because he's there sometimes, and Trent Beretta because he's there all the time. And man, did Rocky Romero look really tiny? Because yeah. Trent's not huge, and he was towering over Romero, mm-hmm. and he also referred to his tiny waist or something at some point. But anyways. Um, Trent shrugged, and Romero talked about his reign as, mm, let me just take a breath, uh, CMLL World Historic Welterweight Champion. It's a mouthful. Yep, that's four words and four letters for a, one belt. So just reminds me of the interim women's world championship. Yeah. It's the same thing. This basically. was fine. I don't know. Um, And he just lost it last week. He said he's looking for new international opportunities, and he's looking for gold. And Cassie says, fine, and you'll see him on Friday. Uh, Romero acts confused, um, as he didn't mean to ask for a shot, and Trent Stanley to pat him on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was fine, and I thought it was funny that Cassie just assumed that because everyone wants a shot at him. So or is this, yeah, the new edge? I like that because that was, well, it felt just like back to the first one where he's just accepting any challenges left anyone. and right. Yep. I'm not sure if like Rocky, this was Rocky slightly, or like, sorry, like trying to slyly imply. He that played he was, it afterwards like it wasn't. That's so, yeah, that's that's what I was wondering, but it felt like no. Um, With no tournament next week other than the, the final so basically we don't have like three matches occupied next week i think we need Casty back on are they gonna put both the semis on dynamite no i would assume the other one's on collision. Uh, maybe actually i don't think so but we'll see because collision will be obviously they'll need something to they'll it. want probably one on each they would to... probably put on collision and i would assume i th- believe that the pay-per-view is on a saturday so if they the collision will probably be at the friday double header with rampage again um next week so i guess we'll we'll see yeah and they probably should because i would even be a little motivated to watch depends on who's collision i've seen someone say it could technically be a five-way tie should be andrade and somebody with uh everyone except garcia i think garcia is the only one who can't win it interesting right i could see them doing another sorry a multi-person match because we don't know about this one yet Oh, yeah. A multi-person final. That's crazy. That's stupid. Don't it's a crazy do that. idea. Never worked. ridiculous. Next, we get Soraya versus Riho, and the winner will face Tony Storm at World's End. So, Who joins commentary again this week? Tony Storm. Yes. Um, Calls Taz the human duplex machine. My favorite landlord, the human duplex machine. At first, I thought that was stupid, and then it kind of made me chuckle. I l- like... I th- I know what you're saying. Like, the, I thought the land, I was like, what? And then she said duplex machine. I'm like, it's random. Like, it just the, the pun made me laugh. It wasn't bad. It, it made me chuckle. Um, What has Soraya done to get here? All the things existed. The thing that really bothered me was um, when she came out on her on her bottom Tron screen, they put up the belt, like, and, which is what they always do for the champions when they have their title. Like, the mm-hmm. part of their Tron setup will be the belt. 
and I'm, I don't understand because she I felt like, hasn't had the belt. And I felt like she did a big baby face entrance and it then didn't was feel very immediately heel. a heel she in didn't, the match. She didn't come out to the outcast team. She didn't have Soho with her. She, didn't, she was all smiley and happy and like... And then she went back to heel in the match. She's very inconsistent. Maybe she could be worse character. She's not good. She yeah. definitely qualifies. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to add her real quick. Um, nope, taking too long to load. I'll do it later. So, yeah, she and Luther end up <laughs> joining uh, commentary. Luther standing behind her holding the belt. Headless. I like his role in this. Yeah, because he doesn't talk or no, wrestle. He, or he, do he adds to the presentation a bit. Well, something's got to add to it because it's, it's going to die real soon. I uh, Yeah, I have thoughts once I you get like, done. I feel like they're gonna dra- they could drag this out worse than the devil because I feel like the devil's still got more legs than she does. Mm-hmm. Um, not Sheeta because where's Sheeta? She's she's she goes back into her little box until they're like crap. We don't know what to do with this division. It's like um, bring out Sheeta, dust off Sheeta. That one scene from I think it's Despicable Me. I think it was at the girls' home where like they're in that there's like the pen, the punishment box and they have to like don't remember. I think I don't know, but like, I do like those movies, but I don't remember. Yeah, for kids' movies, oh yeah, they were solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the latest mini ones, but no. like the first three and the first really good. movie. Yeah. Yep. Anywho, um, <laughs> so right. Yeah. <coughs> not sorry Ashita is away in her little box. little box waiting she's up in like a shark cage or something yeah like it's like she's a... packed in like their warehouse like in where wwe has all their like props and stuff she's in she the got AEW locked in daily's place or warehouse. something yeah just waiting yeah no she's just she, she'll be here eventually um there's a trifecta of tilt world head scissor takedowns on the outside from riho which was annoying because it's like she did, did like it's like um when I'm playing a match in 2K and I accidentally do the same move multiple times mm-hmm. in a row, except she did it on purpose here. Mm-hmm. And also it didn't look impactful because every time it just looks looks rare, could roll through it with no punishment. Right. But she's selling it. And it's also like, again, I hate to say it, but I'm not sure she generates and believably generates enough force to like pull somebody yeah. over. Or at least send her into the stairs or and something. And I feel bad because I don't want to be like, because she's too small, but. She's like 90 pounds. It's hard to look impactful. Pounds. She literally weighs less than me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget. So after this, we'll put on the camera and you head scissor me three times. And <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, <laughs> see if you can get me over or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, an experiment. To get you to do a somersault, For right? sure, yeah. that would be our most viewed thing. That Yeah, uh, for no better or for worse. <laughs> right. For better or for worse. It's like Nick Wayne's only two years older than me, and um, Riho is two, like multiple pounds lighter than me. Right. Um, and you are not a heavy person, for the record, for no, people who haven't seen you on I'm, video. I think I'm literally you are a slender fellow, classified as underweight both times in gym class, actually all nice. times. So nice. Um, whenever we do, what's it called? The BMI. BMI. I almost said BTI, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right Undefeated thing. Undefeated on BTI. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, six one nine from Riho, followed by Diamond Cross Body. She didn't get all of for a two count. I remember that. Uh, Soraya covered up on the six one nine, and then um, Riho almost missed a cross body. Yes, she did. Is that your parents? Yes, it is. I could just tell from By the, the paragraphs. Length of the I could text. just yeah, yeah, I could just tell from my that. mom's texts are epic. Yeah. Well that was no, because it was funny the one text you sent mom yesterday and then you said sorry for the Liz Willick text. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um uh Northern Light Suplex from Riho for two, which was okay. It looked almost looked like Soraya didn't like rotate over enough. I yes. think because Riho's just like kinda short. Yes. But it almost looked like Soraya would have had kinda gasped on that one. Would have had another neck injury. Right. Let's say. It looked a little scary. Um Diving double foot stomp and a running meteor for the win from Rio. Yeah. Oh, and then after she brawled with Storm, Rio dubbed her hand and then Mariah made, made the save. Storm left with Luther. So a couple complaints about Soraya, and I know you always have time for that. And yep. I pointed it in the moment. Not willing to take the 619 at all. 
like fully had her arms up blocking it the whole time. Now, because Tony Storm took one after, right? I believe. Oh, what? A 619 after I think, this. Oh, yeah, she did. Which and looked so a little she better. put her hands up too, but she put them up at the last second, right? Whereas Soraya is literally in the ropes with her forearms blocking Which at that point, face. just move. Uh, looks silly. And then also on the double stomp, she was already lying with her arms covering her stomach, like not willing to take that at all either. So between that and honestly, some of the stuff that she, that Rio was doing looked kind of sloppy. Um, this match annoyed me because why, if you feel the need to cover up against a 90 pound person so clearly, like, I, I, I don't know. So I, I didn't see anyone in this match worthy of a title match. I don't I'd say that. Well, because Riho just came back, and then Soraya hasn't done anything, and also she sucks. And here's my thing I thought I, I quite liked when I wrote it. I think I'm almost done with Timeless Tony Storm, and here's my comparison. It's like when a little kid, when you're really little, and you do something funny, and the adults laugh at it, and you just keep saying it over and over and over, expecting like you're going to get this, but it's not fresh anymore. It's not, you know what I mean? I think Original. Wardlow does that, but he's not funny. So that's kind of what I feel like with Tony Storm. Like She has the odd good line, but again, it's not a championship act for me, and maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon. It doesn't feel like a championship no, character I'm... to me. <laughs> um, and it's because it's really the only women's thing getting a lot of exposure. I kind of find it annoying almost at this point. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I was already iffy on it when it started. And then I almost started to like it. And now it's, I think I uh, took, did a U-turn. It's and... like plateaued, right? It's not going anywhere. It right doesn't now. feel must-see. Um, the path to this point was kind of interesting, but now it's just the same. Yeah, I really don't know why they had to screw Cheetah for this. Um, it's still, it really doesn't feel worth it to me. No, not at this point. Um, but this match, um, it was fine. I didn't care at all. <coughs> I didn't really like it. Um, um, I'm not a fan of either of them, so I wasn't looking forward to this. But I guess I'm a little happy Soraya didn't win because I guess Riho's the better of the two. I guess for sure. I, I guess. Um, sloppy spots as usual in a women's match. Um, which is not fun to say. No. It's not. They just don't focus on the women who are good and aren't going to be sloppy. I saw like there's that tons of good women happy with the women's division, focusing on Julie Hart and someone else. I'm like, and then someone said replied to that saying, "It'd be like if last year they said they were happy with the men's division and didn't sign Swerve and whatever, and just focused on like Mox and Daniels and whatever." It's like mm-hmm. you could still sign good talent because clearly t- Tony Khan has no problem with that. But the women's division, if anything, is the one that needs work. They have some talent. They just need to focus on different people would be my suggestion. And I, I have no problem with Julia Hart right now. I think she's improved a lot, but a lot of them haven't. And you've got some really talented women who aren't getting a lot of time, right? Would be my complaint. Yeah, I like Serena Deeb. Or Baker. Where's Baker been? I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, constant cutting to not only Storm on commentary, but also Soho watching backstage annoyed me. Yeah. Um, like they kept showing Soho walk- watching backstage and like there's issues between them, her and Soraya. Like, why is that still happening? I don't know. And she's got a romance with Angela Parker. Who cares? A nobody. Why does that oh, matter? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because it's been on Rampage except for that one time and made it to Dynamite. Like, weird. Who who cares? Not me. Um, Then Sh- Tony Schiavone got up with a mic and read a statement from Christian Cage. Um, The summarization of it was that he. Uh, he's. I think he's been away since the m- match in Montreal. Uh, he's on vacation with Nick Wayne since his like career-defining win yeah. against something like that. I mean, in a way, 
Uh, Cage claimed he returned uh, on Collision to respond to Copeland, uh, who had challenged him for no DQ match for the title at World's End, which scares me a little. Um, Cage said he expects nothing less than a hero's welcome upon his return. Um, I thought this was nice. Even when he's not present, Christian managed to amuse me because some of the lines that just and also having Tony Shavani read funny it part. was also funny. Having Shavani deliver Christian's like insults and, and like, also insulting himself. Yeah, basically. right. So and um, Luchasaurus not being included on the vacation is a nice touch. That was funny. So I like that they're continuing taking that. Nick Wayne and not Luchasaurus. Was Luchasaurus just stuck being like babysat by Shayna Wayne or something? It sounds like it. But yeah, that, it, it was funny. Funny I hope little. They bit. do follow up with the Shayna Wayne thing though. I think they. Probably will. I don't think they'll just drop it. I don't know. No, I just, I, just, I guess, what he only missed last week and then this week, so I guess it's not even too long. No, not too long. Holy <laughs> cow, you were coughing a lot. Yeah, I know. It's just my throat keeps like you get the weird feelings. So get through dynamite, and I'll take yeah. over for you. Um, then MJF is backstage. Um, him and Joe are arguing little. Joe went into the locker room. Um, MJF found like a black mask on the floor, uh, and it was outside the mobile embassy's locker room. So cheesy. Um, so. <laughs> He asked Nana what that was. Uh, Swerve walked out, saying it feels like MJ has been dodging him. He said, uh, MJ said he, they have a long history coming up on the independence together. Um, MJ said he's proud of Swerve. He said there are levels to this. So That's condescending. Swerve I'm proud of you. His. Yeah, yes. that, was, yes. that was nice. Um, and Swerve ta- talked about them being on the road, too, and said MJF was one of the best chauffeurs he ever had in his life, which mm-hmm. that was a nice comeback. Yep. Uh, Swerve mentioned MJF failing a tryout, and he he said MJF does tryouts while he signs contracts. Also a sick burn. Uh, Swerve warned MJF saying that the last guy disrespecting him like this is somebody that Swerve hung by a chain at ringside. That is what he did. Good point. Um, MJF uh, wanted Swerve to pull out his grills uh, when he talks to him. Uh, he said uh, Swerve hates Hangman and also talked about Swerve's desire to be wanting to be a world champion. And he wondered if Strickland was the devil. He said he's the big bad wolf of pro wrestling. He'll uh, blow his house down, which, I mean, that was a decent way of doing that. <laughs> um, MJ said he'll break both of Swerve's arms so he can always swerve when he drives, which I also like that. Um, and Swerve warned MJ about messing with him. He said, uh, what was it? If you keep weaving the title in my face, um, he said he's not the devil he's looking for, but if you keep weaving the title in my face, I'll be the devil that brings you hell, which mm-hmm. that was cool. Uh, then the door opened with the Mogul MC standing there with Nana. Nana does a really good evil laugh. He does. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe came back out saying um, they had business to tend to elsewhere, and Swerve told him to handle it. Much like before, I liked the verbal exchange between the two, some subtle shots by each of them that I thought were good, but I don't... I love Swerve so much right now, I don't want him in this storyline that I'm starting to lose interest in. And the whole, like, there's one of the masks just dropped on the floor. It's just so Scooby-Doo to me. It's not... I guess I, it only makes sense because Swerve does... Well, but, like, he hasn't worn one of those in a while. I was but saying how many to. people are we gonna, like... I don't know, man. And then, like, I guess the only thing I'm happy about is Swerve is in MJF's That's orbit. That's what I was gonna because say, Because yeah. he should be the guy to beat MJF in the near future, I would say. Him, him interacting with the champion is great to get his name up there. Um, I like the touch of history between the two of them, and their digs at each other were really good. A, swer- a full-on Swerve MJF feud would be such money. Um, I don't think Swerve is a leading candidate to be the devil at all, but at least MJF made a decent accusation. Yep. Um, I don't think, like, I don't like from the perspective that there's too many people that he's accusing, but I guess, like, as each person gets taken out there, that's one less. So he has to accuse someone else, I guess. I guess. But I like that it at least keeps it's getting people in his orbit. Like, I, I, I like that he's interacting with Hangman. Goes, and the less I really care who it is. I don't know. If it's Cole, I will care. Uh, if it's anyone else, I don't. Yeah. So there's like a very good chance this is disappointing then. Yeah. 
right? So um, that's not great. It's really all banking on the fact that it's coal, because if it's not coal, it's disappointing. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully it is. Um, the good thing with this too, I thought is MJF is uber popular right now, so MJF or sorry, Swerve can be the ultra villain he's supposed to be. Yeah, which is weird because it's it's MJF, but I know it's a bit of a reversal. Anywho, um, then we get Roderick Strong versus Commander because why not? That's I that's right my first anyway. word in my notes after this match is random. Mm-hmm, I, I would call it that. I guess that's it's something. Um, there was a bunch of athletics from Commander, and then Rai just ran it with a knee strike. That was it. Did look thing. good. Um, he, yeah, he's got a really good knee strike. I think he won with it once. I think it was he beat Odyssey Jones in the early days of two He won with something cooler today or yesterday, oh my whatever God, day. That was crazy. Um, pendulum backbreaker from Roddy. Springer cross by for two for command from Commander. Um, Phoenix splash from Commander for two, which it was a bit of an overshoot. Yeah, his knees hit him a little and bit. Hit yeah. Roddy. Yeah. Uh, Springer like... moonsault to the outside to Roddy and the Kingdom from Commander. Uh, Roddy caught a springboard with a knee midair, and then he hit an end of heartache with like an extra rotation. So instead of flipping him into a backstabber, it was like he flipped him over into like a code brick. It was crazy. I, yeah, I had seen a clip of it. I told you it's basically <laughs> I got spoiled before you, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, it looked awesome. And I know Roddy's like the messiah of the backbreaker, so technically, but it just looked cool. And it like, was just really cool because it also catches you off guard. Yeah. Um. Then Renee interviewed Roddy quick after. Uh, Roddy's telling Joe to listen to him and says it's obviously MJF. It's time to believe him as they were handing out um, MJF as the devil signs. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was a fun little match kind of out of nowhere. And the finishing sequence was really cool. And it's nice to see Roddy get a win. And that variation of the end of heartache looked awesome. And it's cool because not there's not many people who can take it like that, right? It's going to take somebody small and flippy. And it looked awesome. Yeah, so. I'd really liked it as a one-off. Don't know why this match existed, but it was fun. No. Um, I think Excalibur said Roddy's been targeting people. I'm like... Why and also why commander? Yeah, I have no idea. What Not commander? really. I don't think they explained. What did it. commander ever do to you? I don't know. Like, um, this was a solid match, so pretty good action. The result was assured, but it was still um quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much of a story here, but this was good. The finish was crazy looking. It was loved it. Uh, then we got our main event, which is Switchblade, uh, JY versus Jonathan Moxley for the Continental Classic Gold League. Another lead. great thing on paper. We'll see. Another dream match for me. Like two of my favorite guys. Yeah. Mox, one of my favorite guys of all time. I'll always, time I'll always say, it, and definitely two of my favorites in the world currently. Um, Switchblades had a pretty good year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, some notables from the match: White was trash talking, then Mox locked him to sleep early, so that was a nice, like, kind of like false early finish. Yeah. Uh, White escaped but got caught in hammer and both elbows. Uh, there's an early pile driver for Mox for two. Uh, White went to the ramp. I went for a pile driver on the ramp, but Mox countered and backdropped him. Mox missed a corner boot, and then White Chop locked the other leg. So once again, mm-hmm. go for it again. Uh, last chance of submission when we came back from commercial break from White. Um, like Austin Aries, that's the name I was looking that's for. That's right. That's Mox him. grabbed his eyes to get out. And it was at this moment I noticed Mox is wearing kick pads. Yeah, you were sidetracked by that for disturbing. quite a while. That, well, it doesn't make sense. When has he ever? He's never no worn idea. kick pads before. Never noticed. He always wears like boots. Or under his pants or like. You could tell me he always wears them. Dean Ambrose like... never wore kick pads. I guess like, not. I don't Moxley know. never, like, what is this? Who is this guy? I and don't... it didn't even play in? Like, you didn't kick him in the head or anything? I don't remember. Well, even if he did, he's kicked him in the head without him. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's, who is this man, and what has he done with John Moxley? I don't understand. Uh, superplex from Moxley and close on White out of the ring and hit a suicide dive. I think it was this when this was this when he was against the barricade. One, the one, there was one point where Moxley was against the barricade, and one of those MJF posters stuck to his back for a second. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was accidental or like a fan did it, but it was funny. Uh, White threw a chair into the ring to distract the ref and used another one to attack Moxley's knee. So that was 
That was smart. Yep. Uh, Mox counter Blade Runner to Paradigm Shift for two, which I thought was a really smooth transition. I was worried it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, strike exchange, then Mox hits a cutter. White comes back with a sleeper suplex, which always looks fantastic. And really a Yurinagi for two, which he always does a Yurinagi so well. Mm-hmm. He does it better than everyone else. Like, it's it's strange. Uh, Kiwi Crusher from White for two, which is like a, I think it's a twisting. I think it's that fish, a sit-out fisherman buster like Briscoe did, but like he does like a spin on it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool, though. Uh, White escapes a Death Rider. He like flipped it over the top, which was surprising. And then uh, Blade Runner connected to give Switchblade the win. Surprising, yeah. but welcome. Yeah, I'm happy with that result too because I think White needed a major win to keep feeling important, right? Because he's kind of like just beneath that top yeah, level. Yeah, because I was disappointed that he lost to Swerve, right? So yeah, I'm, and I'm I... really happy he beat Moxley because if not Swerve, he's the guy I would want to do it. And this does give you your dream. Did you want to update the standings before yeah, I so carry now, on? Yeah, so now Moxley, Swerve, and Switch are all three. So we'll get a three-way between Switchblade, Swerve, and Moxley, which is... If you I'd told me at the beginning idea. of the year I was going to get that, one, I'd be surprised because Switchblade wasn't in AW yet, and two, I would just be overjoyed because these are the three of my favorite guys. you were referring to earlier that you're so excited uh, Yeah, that might this. be one of my most anticipated matches for TV um, yeah. in recent memory. So I like that match a lot. Um, another really good match. The final few minutes I thought were really exciting. And I like this. Mox can easily take this loss, right? He's a I made saw, guy. Like, it doesn't uh, matter if he wins or loses. A post match promo that he cut on, like that, just put on Instagram, and it was really good too. Like it's it's Mox. Like he he spins it really well. And yeah, White gets a huge <laughs> win to add to his AEW resume, right? So every match in this tournament has been at least good. There was one that was really short, like five minutes, but none of them were bad. And the semifinals looked really good as well. So. This one's really good too because I feel like it could have gone either way realistically. Yep. So yes. that one was. That, I was, that also helped. I was a little surprised White won. Just me too. Just I was hopeful, but sure. it was like I, I kind of assumed like I I don't know. I just like I just kind of figured Mox would win. To be fair, like... you could assume Mox would win any match he's in. Basically, right? Sure. He's that kind of guy. Most of the time, yeah. I yeah. mean, other than the other couple of times I've rooted against him. Mm-hmm. Um, another fantastic main event though. A great way to wrap up the Gold League, at least the group portion of it. Wasn't too sure. They would do it, as we mentioned, but I'm very happy Switchblade came out with the win here. Leg targeting by him is always a good... Um, it always looks good, and I thought this was finally a match where I didn't feel like he gave up too much. Like I feel like right. he really got in his did. share of offense here, yep. which it's never a really big issue because he always ends up looking good, but I feel like this is one where he got his time to look good. You know what I mean? Moxley uh, gave him that, and I think it's partially because Moxley doesn't need no, the time he's that made. Switchblade... Yeah, like Mox he's is made. a made man, right? Um, the finish was well done too, and I liked um, seeing Swerve for the stare after. And then uh, Jay White mocking the Nana dance was not something I knew I needed, no, but it, was, it was really funny. Yeah. Um, these three guys, like I said, are they're three of my favorites in the world right now, um, maybe of all time. Um, so to say I'm looking forward to next week is an understatement. It looks like it sounds amazing on paper, so I'm I'm really excited for that. Me too. Uh, while I want Swerve to come out on top realistically, I'll be somewhat happy regardless. Like, there's not really a bad result for me. Gotta be Swerve. I feel like the only one I like, the one I want to win the least is strangely enough my favorite, uh, Moxley, because mm-hmm. I feel he doesn't need it, right? I think so you could argue Switch needs it. Uh, I think Swerve definitely deserves it the most. I'm in a tough spot where I think Swerve is above all of this, as I've said before, but I also don't want him to lose. So yeah, yeah. I mean. If he's not going to win, this is an easy out. Yes, he doesn't have to take the pin, exactly. as you know. And as it's always mentioned to me. Yeah. Uh, next week's match should be wild. Though. I'm, I'm super excited for Should that. be awesome, yeah. Uh, another really strong show in ring, especially. Um, I didn't really like the segments just because there was too much of the um, devil and the henchman sort of thing. But I did like the 
verbal exchanges between the people before all this stuff happened, but not enough to really boost this show into the A category. The women's match was the only sort of hiccup in ring on this, right? Everything else was really solid. As is usually the case, not to be like that, but it's just it's how they do it. And I, I'm going to give it a B just because I really didn't love any segments at all, but still a, a very strong show. The, the tournament continues to yeah. impress. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to do without the tournament? I know. It's going to be strange. At least it's back every year. That was great news. Yeah. I'm hoping they AEW really hits their stride with this tournament. I think this is really rejuvenated Dynamite and I would hope Collision, but it's just really rejuvenated the product in general. Yep. So I hope after this they can find their groove with some good storylines. Like hopefully the devil payoff is good and get some good storyline the women's and tag and whatever. Get the tag titles back on Dynamite for one. Get mm-hmm. get them visible in either spot. I mean, maybe the touring loops are conflicting, but at least have it somewhat consistent, right? Yeah. And then just, I really hope they find their groove after this because I think 2023 was a good year for them and also not the best year for them. Uh, it was at a roller coaster for sure. Right, so I really hope next year they can just find consistency because the Continental Classic has been consistency, so mm-hmm. I hope they can find that because... When they're good, they've had some of my favorite moments in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So um, Me too. I hope they can get back on that track. But um, on that note, the this show, it was still pretty good. Like The Continental Classic period of TV has been stellar. Uh, three matches I liked on the show. Obviously, the opener was pretty good. Um, the middle match was really good. And um, the main event was really good. Like, that was definitely my favorite of the week, obviously. Um, and really happy for Switchblade. The, like I said, next week's um, what I would think is the main event. Should be awesome. I would assume. Uh, maybe it'll be the devil. <laughs> I hope not. I would. I would hope it's the opener, just to, so I can see it sooner. Um, Strong Commander was pointless, but still fun. fun. Yeah. Um, and the women's match was the only blip on the radar there. I think the MJ segments were somewhat of a mixed bag, but I think more positive than negative for me. So I ended up liking those because um, everyone on there can cut on the mic uh, very well. Shivani's a little bit for Christian was good. Um, Wardlow's probably the only major other major blip for me. Oh, and Jericho, I guess. Jericho and Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Not really a fan. But the majority of the show is positive, so I'd give it a B plus. Yeah. I thought you were a little higher on it than I would, but still a really good show. Like I enjoyed uh my time watching it. It went by pretty quickly. All right, so let's move into our next segment where I'm gonna continue with I think it'll be more rapid fire this week. We're gonna hit you with some trivia questions in our segment called Off the Top of His Head. All right, so it's the second and final week of hitting up Trivia Nerd here for these ones I hadn't seen before. I'm going to cherry pick them because some of them are about, like, what year were people inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I don't know why you would know that. Or... I might. Really? You want me to Maybe. try them? Well, let's, yeah, if there's a couple, try a couple. Hulk Hogan. Uh, I feel like it's, like, mid-2000s. 2005. I knew it. Damn it. So I'll skip a bunch. And then there's also, like, when were people born? Who really cares? That's, I, I don't so think I would know. Let's go here. In which year did Bret Hart win his first WWE world title? 92. I think it was in Correct. Canada, too. Beat Ric Flair. Uh, in what year did Daniel Bryan cash in his money in the bank to win the world title? 2011. Correct. End Mr. of. Mr. Perfect won the WWE Intercontinental title how many occasions? I'm going to go with two. Correct. How many occasions did Macho Man Randy Savage win the WWE title? Once. They say twice. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, it's twice. Wow, you don't know anything. I forgot the second round. How many times was Bret Hart WWE champion? I feel like it's like... I want to say four. No. Five. five. Damn, I was going to... Five times, five times, five times. As of the start of 2013, 
How many times has The Undertaker been WWE, WWF world champion? As of the start of when? 2013. Well, I don't think he won any titles after 2013. So. Okay. Uh, I think. I can hear your brother yelling three? up there. Three? I going to say four. They're saying eight. Not the WWE title. If they're including the World Heavyweight title, I think then they're sure. including all of them. You're so nitpicky. Nobody else separates them like that. The well, major, whatever, what one of their when things. When you say the WWE title, there is a difference. It's a WWE, WWF world champion. So that's still... Nobody still... nobody delineates them like you. Well, there are different titles. You'll never get these cha- questions correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which year did Rey Mysterio begin working for WWE? Oh, two. Correct. What year did Mark Henry debut in WWE? Was it 96, I think? Why would you know? Why would you possibly know that? I don't know. And then I remember they signed him to a 10-year deal because he was they like did. World's Strongest Man or whatever. And then I think they were like over a million a year, I think. Yeah. And point. then wasn't they just trying to rib him out of the job for yes. a while? Like that would explain the main. And then he crap. did the fake retirement, which was one of my favorite segments. And he also years. did Hall of Pain in 2011. Uh, which was an awesome gimmick. Jeff Jarrett made his de- WWE debut in what year? I want to say... 94. Why? Why do you know that? I, it was either that or 95. I knew it was there in the mid 90s. He left for a bit and then he came back in 97, then left. You and... need to use your storage for more useful information. Because <laughs> I remember, I think it was phrased in the one video. He was in, like, I think he, w- he was in WCW for a bit, then he went to WWE when they were losing the war. Yep. And then he left and then he was there and then he went to WCW when they were losing the war. You will not get this one. I don't think. Steve Blackman made his debut in which year? 98. Wrong. I was gonna say nine, 97. I was gonna say ninety nine or ninety eight. So Brock Lesnar crowned king of the ying and king of the ring in what year? Two thousand two. What year did Daniel Bryan make his debut? Twenty ten. Why? NXT. What, what year did Jack Swagger make his debut? Oh eight. <laughs> You've got problems, man. You it really was do. WWE ECW later days, really so do. it was either oh eight or oh nine. I know. What it was year 09. did Undertaker make his debut? Ninety. Nineteen ninety. What year did Monday Night Raw first air? 1993. We, we've had that question before, I'm pretty sure. That one's here's easy. So you've gotten the sort of the vibe of all these questions. Does this one feel a little out of place? What position did Brodus Clay finish in the fourth season of NXT? Third? <laughs> Very close. Second. Okay. Isn't that a, just a bizarre, like, because they've all sort of had the same and then like. Yeah, but even super, the more niche ones are not super that, niche. That's who would know that ever? At the start of 2013, <laughs> lump them all together. How many world titles has Triple H held? 13. Yes, there you go. I was thinking he only, he's only won one since 2013, which is remember the 2016 run where they tried, it was Project Get Roman Over. Yeah. So that's, yeah. They tried real hard. Yep. You know this, but Nicholas Nemeth is the real name of? Uh... You don't know? Oh, Dolph Ziggler. Wow. When you no, okay. So when you said Nicholas, for some reason, I thought of the kid who won the tag titles with Braun <laughs> yeah, Strowman, and sure. I was like, I was like, wait. Um, who partnered with R Truth in the team Awesome Truth? That's so hard, even if you don't. Know. <laughs> oh, Mike Awesome. I'm just kidding. Um, is <laughs> I prefer Mike Awesome. Fat Chick Taylor. Who ended CM Punk's record-breaking title reign in 2013? Well, it's 2013, so obviously it's The Rock. Correct. Because that makes sense. Uh, that one. Let's see. Who partnered with Kofi Kingston in the team Air Boom? Evan Bourne. <laughs> yeah. Duh. And some of these are ridiculously easy. Darren Matthews is the real name of which WWE superstar? Darren Young. We know. I know his real name. I'm stupid. Da- Darren Matthews is no longer active. 
He is with WWE, but has not appeared on TV yet as he is returning from AEW. And his son just wrestled on NXT this week. Not Brian Pillman. He's no, dead. He is dead. Um. Uh... Wow. It's the last question, too, and you're, I'm going to le- let you twist on it, I guess. Uh, was an AEW, not a wrestler, coming back to WWE. I'm pretty sure he got out of his contract early. and so Oh, Regal? Correct. His name's that? His name's that. That's what it says. We can fact check it. Da- Darren Matthews. That seems like not his name. But anyways, you did very well, and that ends the rapid fire round. I don't know what we'll go into next week, but I'll figure something uh, out by then. What is, where's, yeah, no, that's his name. That's nice. so weird. It just seems like not his name. <laughs> Doesn't look like a Darren Matthews. Yeah, that's that sounds so American and just not. I don't know. Regal just seems above that kind of name. Uh, so, anyways, let's switch gears back into talking about some of the week's wrestling a little less than usual since there's not really impact to talk about. But we'll highlight and lowlight some of the stuff we watched. It's what we call high spots and rest holds. So out of a three-hour Monday Night Raw, you must have a million highlights. Yep. Not one low light. <laughs> Just one low light? That's yeah. all we got? All right. What was it? Um, it was like, you know, uh, R-Truth made a street fight with J.D. McDonough. Loser leaves Judgment Day match because his whole shtick right now is that he's in the faction even though he's not. Right. R-Truth, that being. Yes. Because um, he's R-Truth. Is it like a... Somebody said it's almost like a parody of the Sami Zayn in the Maybe. bloodline. Maybe. But I just think it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, then R-Truth won by falling on McDonough through a table. Oh, um, so your boy took a comedy loss? To, or a yeah. loss He's not it. actually out of the group, which is good. But, like, it's still all stupid. Like, J.D. McDonough is made to look like a fool against R-Truth. Yeah. Like, really? I've really lost track of Raw. I'm not even really listening. I usually re- listen to reviews and stuff. I don't care about Raw. I just get angry every week at the treatment of J.D. McDonough. Because mm-hmm. I just he's so much better than that. He is. He's awesome. All right, so I guess it's me with NXT. Rough episode this week. Very strong 2.0 vibes. And that is not good. Any of you that listened to us during that time, that's what 2.0 broke. is the sole reason that I don't it watch that. broke anyway. Jack, and he gave up NXT based on that. But just, you'll see. Never to return. So the drinking game this week for you, people at home. <laughs> I got um, it, Take a drink every time a match is four minutes or less. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, so the opening match is not one of them, I don't think. It is, we get Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. I just saw a clip of uh, Stratton um, dumping garbage on her, and the caption was, Tiffany has snapped. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I don't know. Long story short, they have a feud. Fallon Henley dressed up as Stratton for Halloween, etc., etc. So this is a furthering, I was going to say culmination, but no. Furthering of their feud. So Henley is on fire early on, and she hits a get ready, I'm going to say it, house call early on. Nope. <laughs> Knew that nope. was coming. Uh, things then shift when Stratton pushes Henley off the top rope to the floor. Stratton stays in control, including a hip attack to the back of Henley in the ropes. Henley fights back with a corner-mounted punches and a hurricane rana. Sudden sky high by Stratton as they go back and forth with some pinfall attempts. And then just like that, one of Henley's attempts works, and it's over really quickly. So actually, you know what? It might have been four minutes or five minutes. I didn't write down the time on this one. I'm not sure. So Stratton immediately is furious with the loss, attacks, uses the announce table, then the barricade to take out Henley before dragging her up the ramp by her hair. 
I guess drags her backstage, mops her, and then dumps garbage all over her. The ref comes in to sort of break things up finally as Stratton can be heard calling Henley a loser and trash. Uh, it's interesting because I was just noting that the match was super basic and I, cause I think Stratton's really good. And I think Fallon Henley is, uh, at least good. Like she's uh, one of the more experienced and I generally, I like her fire and energy and I'm like, why this is super basic and really underwhelming, but clearly this is just a stop on the story, right? We're going on to, I'm guessing we're getting these two back on a more important show. Oh, with some have sort them of fight at her bar with the stipulation, right? So, um, it all makes sense. I just wasn't really expecting it as a match. It really wasn't much, but it wasn't the point of this, I guess. So um, just not the hot opener I'm hoping for. I could actually see Henley winning this match because, like, what else does Stratton need to do in NXT? Nothing. Not really. I mean, she didn't have a long run with the belt, but... But she had it. She Maybe had she a really good a couple matches with Becky Lynch, right? She's... um, I think she's probably on the short list to main roster at least, right? So... Why not have her try and build some people on the way out? And Henley's been a good hand there for quite a while, so they could elevate her a little bit. I think a win over Stratton would do a lot for her. So I could see it happening. I'm not sure, but I could see it happening. We get our first little bit of Trick and Mello backstage doing what they do. Um, Mello apologizes. Looks like the door is opening. Yeah. Oh, we're getting food delivered. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mello apologizes for hitting Trick with the title last week, Rick, as he was sort of wrestling it away from Dragonov, I think it was. Um, Trick is forgives him, whatever, says they're all good, and they actually seem like they're on the same page here. But then something else is going to happen. Of course. Trick asks if Melo actually saw Ilya attack him. Um, Melo says no, but the and I like this part. He said the only person that's ever hit him that hard was Ilya, so that's why he is assuming it's Ilya Dragonov. Melo suggests that Trick uh, make... This was the most overtly heelish thing Melo's done. He basically suggests that Trick make his title match a triple threat with Mello in it too, so that the I two of them. I remember this happening with what was it, Chris Bay and um, Rohit. No, Rohit. Few years ago. Uh, where's Rohit? He's good. I think he I'd uh, sign him. died because Dark died. So Trick isn't willing to add Mello, obviously, especially since Mello doesn't know for sure if it was even Ilya that attacked him. Trick don't want to whoop that Trick. Mello says that which doesn't matter which one of them is champion. And Trick says, no, it does to me. It matters to Trick, right? It's his turn sort of thing. It also matters to me, but probably in the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Trick asks Mello to help him train for Ilya, and he wants Mello by his side. So I actually like this segment. They're both really talented, comfortable talkers. Uh, just believable as friends, too. Um, just the right amount of heelishness for Mello going right now. We can see it's all bubbling just below the surface. Yeah. But again, it needs to get moving a bit quicker. But Trick this... also needs a new finisher for this match because his knee is not it. horrible, especially because I just um, watched a clip of Takeshita Fletcher from like a few weeks or from like a couple months ago or something yeah. before, like just before Fletcher joined them. Mm -hmm. And like Takeshita's knee is a million times better. It's Eats like good. it's not even funny. So I've been complaining that it's kind of the same stuff over and over. This felt a little different, so I liked it. Uh, Dragonov is then in the ring to speak. And just when I was kind of like, man, Ilya's not really saying much of interest here. I feel like he's just killing time, which is rare because usually I find him interesting. But it's because he's just setting up Ridge Holland to come out with a mic of his own to interrupt I this. I knew that. The tapings. So he says he needs to figure out who he is and where he's going. So he's back in NXT officially. I find it weird because a couple weeks back, remember, I think it was before Survivor Series. So however long ago that would have been. Yeah. A few weeks, month ago. Uh, I don't know. But anyways... 
The one before Survivor Series, I know that because it, I think it was in the the same. Anyways, the, there was the one match where he walked out on Butch, right? Yeah. You remember that? The one yeah. Week? He was there. They haven't done shit with that since. Like, I don't think they have, at least. I haven't seen anything. I don't remember. Butch just had a... I think he's facing Dragon Lee tonight, which is cool, actually. I think he had a match the other week with Bobby Lashley, too, before that tournament. Like, And so now Rich Holland's here, so they just abandoned it, or he ditched Pete Dunne to go to NXT. Like, I'm just... There's a bit of a disconnect here for hey, me. A little bit, yeah. Like, if you're going to book the Brawling Bruce split, please do it now. Because I was promised Pete Dunne this year. Oh, my God. And I still go. haven't gotten it. Who promised you that? Triple H himself. <laughs> yeah. Personally, we're birthday buddies. It was my birthday wish. True. So, Ridge complains about always having the finger pointed at him. It's accident after accident, and he's in NXT to redeem himself. He needs to prove that he belongs in the main event. And the champion <laughs> and the yeah. The championship makes Ilya the measuring stick. He respects Ilya and the title too much to just waltz in and ask for a shot, which I appreciated, right? Like he's not saying I just okay, shot good, now. I thought that's what he was doing. He says he will run through everyone in the locker room until he and Ilya meet again, and it will be his honor. This is the first chapter in the redemption of Ridge Holland. Dragonov is basically tired of all these people coming up to him and wanting title shots and whatever. But he he's said like, he didn't want to touch he's the fighting champion. He goes, you don't have to wait to find out where you stand. You can find out tonight, which I kind of thought was cool. They shake hands and then they stare down like an inch from each other's nose. Basically, we're getting that match later tonight. Did they kiss? No, I actually thought Ridge sounded perfectly fine here. And he actually did the majority of the talking. So I was a little bit nervous. Okay, kind of odd that they're leaning into the story of him hurting people. That's kind of in bad taste. We, I'm Considering get... Biggie is still not... Well, I know what happens. Yeah. I'll get into that Biggie later. Biggie still hasn't wrestled again, and we don't know if he's going to, so that's not great. And also, if you're going to bring one of them back to NXT, I would pick Peter Dune. And I don't think that the average fan is even aware of what this means. A, no. I, I think... The number of people who are aware that he hurt Biggie or still remember it is slim. That's what and I was then, thinking. Even just people who do, still remember. When you're not even, sp you're even being a little more cryptic than that by just saying accident after accident after accident. I really don't think a lot of people was know there another one. What he's he, referring he to. I think there one? was one other one. I can't remember who it was. You need to see. Boom. Uh, don't but, remember. But like, I don't think a ton of people are getting this reference. Um, so it's weird. But no. yes, and the tastefulness of it will come up again later. So Lexus King then talks to us from backstage. And again, I'm not I don't think I'm covering absolutely everything from two point or from two point oof from NXT, but um quite a bit of it. I think I left out a couple segments, but most of the stuff is in here. So he'll take the first step in becoming a champion after the commercial night. He my note, he delivered one line and I still found it annoying and not in the way they want it to, kinda like Jack feels about Wardlow. Right? Like, just this guy at this point can't do much that I enjoy. That's dissing Lexus King. Trick then confronts Ilya Dragunov backstage, and he's not happy about Ilya taking a match before theirs, which kind of makes sense, right? Kind of like the Joe thing, I guess. And Dragunov's kind of like, yeah, I get it, but guess what? I'm the champion, and I make the decision. So um, Trick says that Dragunov is only the champion until New Year's Evil. <laughs> Thought this was a good, quick interaction. Seemed logical. Uh, Trick should be annoyed. That makes sense. But again, there's nothing he can do about it, so I'm fine with that. If Trick were to win and Mel didn't beat him, then I would be severely annoyed. Be weird. Uh, men's NXT breakout quarterfinals makes it sound like there's been several rounds before. We love that. Not. We love that. It's Dion Lennox versus Lexus King. So who? who? Lennox's gimmick. He Good. takes his glasses off and quote from Vic Joseph: "A flip is switched." 
So it's Festus with sunglasses. And it's switches flipped as well. Not a flip is switched. So they made this moment of like explaining to us his gimmick and Vic butchered it the very first time. So he I, takes it's funny. His... I just saw a video of uh, Festus like a couple hours ago. So the funny thing is, if this dude came in smiling and grinning and whatever, whatever, and then takes the glasses off is serious, but he's like serious when he enters and then takes off his glasses and then like mean mugs into the camera. It's really cheesy. Although he's really athletic, I have to say. So Lexus King dominates early with basic, but at least aggressive looking stuff this week. Uh, he executes some yes kicks for some reason, and they just fire up Lennox. He gets to hit some shoulder tackles and a drop kick that mostly connected question mark in my notes. Um, Stinger splash bridging Northern Lights by Lennox. King tries to walk out, grabs his, the contract that's kind of on the table at ringside on the way by. Lennox goes out and brings him back to the ring. So he attacks someone to get into the tournament, and then he's like, I don't want to wrestle it, in the tournament. Because everything he does makes sense. Because he's a drama guy, drama king. He likes to create drama and be involved in drama. Anyways, back in the ring, Lennox quickly goes for a... He posts himself, basically, shoulder in the corner. King hits the coronation, which is the kind of lame double wrist lock swinging neck breaker thing that I don't really enjoy. It's better than when he did draping, because that was way too like convoluted of a setup. So King wins in three minutes. Take a drink. And Trey Bearhill comes down with a chair to chase King away. Trey Bearhill, Bearhill, this large, large man who took one chair shot and was removed from a tournament. When people get beaten by chairs on a regular basis and finish matches and stuff. But anyways, um, so Lennox is an impressive athlete, but really green, obviously. King still does not impress me, but he at least showed some aggression here. But even in a win... The, like a rookie gets a lot and King has to win with a sudden finisher. Like they've just booked him not strong. Worst version of Switch. I don't know there. if it's his like on purpose, but he has looked weak. So Eddie Thorpe then is going to talk about his history with Dijak. Ooh. So we get a sort of uh, highlights and whatever of their history. And since he says even the ropes can't contain them since they snapped last week, he wants to do this in a place with no ropes. What a surprise. It's NXT Underground. But Who would have thought? Not me. I actually did like this. Thorpe was a little more engaging than he is a lot of the time. And it, honestly, as a guy who forgets things a lot, a, a nice reminder of all the times these two have had issues. Highlights were playing of their sort of history as Thorpe was talking. So kind of like... Hey, they did that for Keanu James and uh, Roxanne Perez and you didn't like it. No, so I did not. You gotta pick a stance here. Pal. But here I was like, oh yeah, these guys have kind of had a lot of issues, right? Like, because who knows what's going on. So I didn't love the first NXT Underground match as many as a lot of people did, but I'm open to them trying it again. Because no one liked Raw Underground. But I also don't think Thorpe is of a stature where he should have like a signature match, where it seems like that's what we're getting to. Also, this is a poor man's fight pit. It is. Okay? Fight pit. I get no satisfaction in saying that, but I will say fight pit all day long. You will. Fight pit. Then we get a women's tag match. It's Kiana James and Izzy Dame who have revealed their union during the greatest cage match of all time. Uh, and it's Le- Thea Hale and JC Jane. So they should have dubbed it like that because they did that for Edge Norton that one time. They did. Hale outquicks Izzy Dame early on, but she turns to acknowledge the Chase U segment. And I think Osborne's there because I didn't see him, but commentary feel the need to point it out a couple times. So he's probably there. So she gets. Was le- it this match? I saw Gacy was there. Or is that a different match? Because I think the one thing I saw that Gacy was in. It the wasn't this one. Student section. That's coming up later. Okay. Um. So Jane's in control of Dame and a. A crotch chop at uh, Kiana James after knocking her to the floor. Dame clothesline stops Jane's run. James comes in uh, to take the offense to JC Jane. I think it was a flapjack. Izzy Dame hit to Jane as they build to a hail hot tag. 
that tag happens. Hail runs wild um, on James, including an exploder and a springboard senton. She acknowledges the crowd again, and James double chops her in the throat. Hale doesn't see a tag, and she slaps the Kimura on Kiana James, who taps, but she is no longer the legal person. So Hale's kind of standing up in confusion, thinking she won, and Dame hits her with a boot that actually looked pretty good, and pins her in... Three minutes? Four minutes. Take a drink. My question, where did JC Jane go? I almost rewound to check, but then I would have been mad at myself for doing so, so I didn't. But she was—I <laughs> was gonna like—I was gonna be like, that's she was effort. nowhere to be seen for the finish, like not on the ring apron. I don't remember her taking anything that would have taken her out of the match, so I really don't know where she went. Maybe she got hit with the chair once. Like I—I'm assuming did I forget? Like, cause Izzy Dame is sort of a monster. Did she do something? But anyways, um, Dame wasn't bad in small doses, but it was a four-minute tag match. So what can I really say about it? Uh, Roxanne Perez is still feisty, and she ends up slapping <laughs> Santino's daughter. No. Um, so all the women, obviously, as you do, sit in the locker room watching the show. And yeah, why per- do they keep doing that? Perez is still not done with James and Izzy Dame yet, but Ariana Grace is really good at being condescending and gives like a beauty pageant-type speech that ended in an insult about Perez losing. Like, do you... I can't remember how she phrased it, but it was actually pretty good. Do you want to be a loser at that too or something? Anyways, um, Perez says it is about wins and losses and slaps her. And Ariana Grace basically is crying about her beautiful face being struck. Grace is very funny. Perez has tweaked her persona, right? And it's making me like her less doing this like feisty, fiery. It only works like, well, you can't do that every time. I, I, I thought just the straight up baby face. <laughs> um was better and this like now fiery confrontational i'm not taking crap anymore it's not working for me quite as much i don't know i think they just ran through the pure baby face too quickly i think there's way more legs right in that for her andre chase this was ridiculous this almost was so bad circled her back around into being entertaining did you i should have made you watch i feel like this. you said that about them already andre chase is shooting dice without the mud and duke hudson is there watching him so chase wins half of the money he needs for the debt he's in for Chase University, obviously. Hudson tells him he should stop there while they have half the money, but out the mud start trying to convince Chase to just roll one more time. But instead, um, Chase's plan is he wants to have a match with out the mud for the other half of the money, and if he loses, out the mud can have the money back that Chase just won. Gee, you wonder what would happen there. So the negotiations continue. Out the mud want a Why title. Why do they have so much money? I don't know. That's a great question. They're hustlers, I guess, is the point. Out the Mud also won a title match against Tony and Stax, and Chase says that he can get that done as well. With Ava. So then I had to look up her name because I had nobody, no clue what it was, and I felt bad writing the woman from the family. So it's Adriana Rizzo um, associated with Stax and Tony D. Oh, you have to, like, her accent and the way she's playing this as the most over Worse than Tony D? Off, wait, like, considerably worse than him. Like, to the point where I feel like they know they're doing it, right? But anyways, um, so where was I here? She shows up, tells, calls Tony to tell on Chase, basically, but Tony says it's fine, and the deal with Chase is they're going to make it. So I don't know why, what the deal is here, but the whole thing is ridiculous. Honestly, I don't know how to feel. It was really, really stupid, but I also feel like it knew it was stupid, and that sometimes makes things okay. You know what I mean? It's like, well, they know they're stupid. Like, they know this is dumb. They're trying to be serious. So, I don't know. So, the guy who gambled away a university is now continuing to gamble and throw dice, and Duke Hudson is there not stopping Gambling him. Gambling in matches. And... 
And what a strange way to set up two matches, right? So you're going to get, um, obviously, chase you and out the mud and out the mud with the tag shot, title shot. So I thought Rizzo was absolutely terrible here. But again, I might be intentional. I don't know. But it was like watching um, a high school drama do like a, a 50s mobster movie type. Hey there, kid. You know, it was, uh, you should see it. It's crazy. Um, so do you know what Drew Gulak's group is called? Isn't it like the catch something? The no quarter catch crew. Um, one of them will face Dragon Lee. They now have a hand gesture thing I wrote down, but I don't even remember what it was, actually. They have like a group gesturing deal. Something with a C. But anyways, it's Dragon Lee versus we don't know. One of the no quarter catch crew. So Gallus come out. Joe <laughs> Coffey says he didn't hear a bell. He wants the open challenge. And so Lee wants both of them. So we're getting Lee versus Dempsey versus Coffee all of a sudden for the North American Championship. Um, so I missed what happened to Coffee early on, but it left Lee and Dempsey uh, with Lee in control. Coffee shows up and takes out both of the other men. Gallus holds Dragon Lee's foot and gets sent back as Coffee gets a German and a super kick from Dragon Lee. So the rest of Gallus are now gone. Dempsey breaks up the pinfall. I like this. By just picking up Dragon Lee like deadlift, gut wrench, suplex out of a pinning attempt. I thought that was cool. But I think when Dempsey fell, he inadvertently like landed on Coffee's face because he was selling some what looked like real pain to me. Tower of Doom by Coffee out of the commercial break as the crowd chants NXT. Lee uses his quickness to get control of both of the heels, hits a hesitation drop kick to each of them. Lee is stopped when his double blockbuster attempt is countered into a double suplex from the heels now working together for a minute. Dempsey and Coffee finally have to face each other, and Dempsey drops Coffee with an uppercut. Lee comes back for a cool double suplex spot. He so Dempsey German suplexes Joe Coffee as Joe Coffee belly to belly overhead releases Dragon Lee. If you can picture that, it looked kind of cool. Yeah, nice Coffee pop up uppercut to Lee, then his diving headbutt or shoulder thing. Um, Lee with the corner stomp to Coffee, then dive onto Dempsey on the floor. Knee strike to Coffee for a near fall. All three are down on the floor. And here's where, as you mentioned earlier, Joe Gacy pokes his head out from under the ring. He eventually grabs Coffee's ankle, drags him under the ring. So a bit of silliness there. Back in the ring, Dempsey hits a cool bridging fallaway slam for a near fall. But shortly after that, Lee hits Dempsey with his destino or as Operation sh- Dragon. Correct. To retain his championship uh. after 12 minutes. Um, the no quarter, what is it? No quarter catch, catch club. Catch Club. Beat down Dragon Lee after the match until <coughs> Mendoza and Wild show Cruz up. Cruz del Toro. Sorry, Cruz del Toro. God. Show up to make the save. So I guess they're back. I don't know if they're in NXT or just when Dragon Lee's around. But anyways, I guess we'll find out. It's weird. They're without Escobar right now. I don't... It's strange. Yeah, it is strange. Very good TV match. Best one of the week. Not And that's not <laughs> saying a lot, believe me. Uh, despite the stupidity of the Gacy involvement, that was really dumb. And they need to figure out what they're doing with this guy. Nice to see Dempsey look good in a longer match, but he never wins. We know that at this point. Hopefully when maybe his dad shows up and put they put them together, he can mm-hmm. get some wins. That would be really good. I find his style, and I know you do too, really interesting. And I, I really liked him, yeah. They need to find a way to do more with him, I think. No chance Dragon Lee was losing here, but I thought the match was pretty good. So back to Trick Williams all over this show, the Trick Ilya Hayes stuff. Trick isn't pleased that Ilya has taken that match with Holland. He thinks that if Holland wins, it'll be a triple threat at New Year's Evil. So Melo's like, that's what he's been talking about, a triple threat. Trick says he's the man who should take Dragunov out, take that title off Ilya like no one else has been able to. 
right? Which is sort of a little bit of a reference to Mellow, obviously, there. Yeah. Well, and it's hasn't only been Mellow and Corbin. Oh, I guess Dom had the one title shot. Yeah. So it's only been like a few people. Yeah, that's right. So Mellow says he gets it, even though he clearly isn't pleased with the implication Trick's making there, right? That, yeah, you couldn't beat him sort of thing. Cora Jade walks into the women's locker room and says that she's the savior of the women's division, uh, actually the savior of all of NXT. First step, pin the women's champion. Second step, take her locker back. So she pulls Carmen Petrovich's oh, name so off d- her the locker. The fact that they have Velcro nameplates in their locker room pissed me off. I saw this and I was like, that's so stupid. How do you want them to be stuck there? I don't want them to be stuck there. No. Oh. Uh, dumps her jacket. No, I want them hot glued on there. Like. Dumps her jacket before leaving, and then Carmen comes in unhappy, and Gigi Dolan, because they all just sit there, says there's only one way to deal with Cora. So I'll say this, Devil's Advocate. There's the only reason that the nameplates make sense is that they're always at yeah, the, the same, same building. Because it is kind of silly if you think about it. That, like, for example, Mogul MC this week, they have their own locker room, but like, am I meant to believe they have that every right? Like every arena, it's just like you got to convert one locker room to like, and then how many specialized and how many, ones are there? How many locker rooms you have to have for every faction to have yeah. their own locker room? And then like, yeah, because the elite had one. Mm-hmm. And how do you classify who deserves their own locker room? Like, right. anyways, locker back, room back, shenanigans. Back. Yeah. So I just thought that this is like the typical lazy mean girl stuff that men writing women's storylines can't stop themselves because they don't NXT, know what else to they do. Can't, like, they really feel like can't. It's, Juvenile, special to them. stupid, quite possibly insulting on some level, probably to I could some see people. It, that, yeah. Um, this is not how people behave, right? And as a person who likes reality in my wrestling, even though I know wrestling's ridiculous, you should watch Reality of Wrestling. You know who runs that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's Booker T. Yeah. I could not stand this. I don't think Jade is very good, but I think that there are very important people who want her to be really good. So I think she's going to be one of those that's allowed to like fail forward. Yeah, they're going to yeah. try and just well look at her. Let's people love her. Let's put her on she's TV. She's been bad the whole time. I remember that. <coughs> I remember that War Games in 2021 where she's she was good. like the 2.0 War Games where she was like the star of the show and it was, it was horrible. I don't think she's good in any aspect at this point. No. But anyways, we get another breakout tournament match. It's Tavion Heights versus Luca Crucifino. Really basic sub four minute match. Two people um, I almost know. And this is where I put this is the anti continental. So Crucifino talks height talks heights through the match. You can basically hear Luca Cre- like see him constantly explaining what's gonna happen, sort of thing. Hits a neckbreaker, then another weird one. It's like a hip toss into a neckbreaker for a two count. Austin Gunn's finisher. Um, sure, yeah, actually, it might have been a quick draw. I think. Yeah, heights catches um catches him, hits a slam, then a belly to belly overhead, a German suplex, and a leg capture suplex. Rope running, spinning, belly to belly by heights for the win in under four minutes. Correct. Take a drink. So um, heights can't really sell. He is clunky and clearly inexperienced, but then he rips off four pretty cool suplexes, and I'm a little bit interested. Like this guy, he's um, one of he's one of the wrestler guys. Yeah, he is an explosive athlete with uh, amateur wrestling pedigree. Right. Um, regardless, this tournament is hurting NXT every week. Just as the uh, Continental is helping Dynamite. This is, has the opposite. It there. is the opposite in every way. You're getting multiple meaningless matches with unpolished talent. That's not a draw for me. And I love seeing talent I haven't seen before. But, but the, not I think when the key word is talent. Yeah, not when they're not wrestlers. Yeah. Right? When they're just like athletes who have started their wrestling training. That's not when I you need, need to keep to them in the PC for like a year. At get least. some seasoning. Yeah. We get a video package hyping Lyra Valkyria versus Blair Davenport at New Year's Evil. Talks about they're having come from 
their homes and traveling before they made it to NXT, have never collided in a singles match uh, before thanks to an injury to Lyra. It was supposed to happen and then did not. They're presented as kind of like opposites with Lyra doing things the right way, beating Becky Lynch for the title while Blair chose the dark side by attacking people in parking, in the parking lots and lot. whatever. The That's parking right. lot. We get clips from uh, Blair's Iron Survivor win, and then it sets up the question of who will win when they finally meet. And I thought this was really cool. Um, and they had a woman doing the voiceover, and I liked that choice too. She sounded good, and just keeping it all women is fine. What else is on tap for New Year's Eve? I know there's this and the men's. I don't know. Look it they up. really set up anything yet? Look it up while I'm doing You don't this. know? I don't know. Well, I might not remember. I thought this was a, a, like a slick WWE package. Say what you will about WWE. They know how to produce They've got a quality good production. Absolutely. Always. Um, and it's also like setting up a more clear heel-face dynamic for this yeah. match. Um, Noam Dar is with Kelly Kincaid, and he's in a really good mood. I guess the holidays or whatever. She asked about. Did he say hello to her? She. Uh, he, uh, I feel like he has to. He might have. I don't remember. Hello, hello, hello. Kelly asks about Briggs Heritage Cup um, challenge sort of thing. Dar says it's nothing if not giving, and Briggs has a Christmas miracle coming his way because he will defend the title against Briggs next week. So Dar's fun as usual, and he's kind of interesting to me because he's small and he's comedic, but he's not scared, and he's not avoiding fights. So he's like, but he he does though at the same time. But there's he will cheat in the matches and hit you after the bell and stuff. He's not. But he'll fights, take the he's match. He's gonna weasel his way out. Right. Yeah. And so he's kind of like, it's kind of complicated. I I I quite enjoy him as everyone. I love I love Dar. Dar. I love Dar. So he's in a cool little spot for me. I don't don't want him to go up though because I feel like that would not go well for I him. Agree. But I I love. I Dar. think this is where he needs to be. Absolutely. Nikita Lyons versus Tatum Paxley. Um, Nikita kicks and chops to start. Oh gosh, her ring gear, man, was not great. Oh my god, it's like she finds a new way each time to make it look worse than it did last time. It's interesting. And the furniture is just yes. Oh, so poor Nikita chops the steps, and now Tatum's working the hand off and on throughout this. Lions tries to get rolling, but Paxley keeps going back to the hand. Bunch of Lions kicks and punches. Terrible something. Vic calls a toss, kick and splits thing, and it's over in under. Four minutes. Take a drink. Um, I ran out. This is where I go. Another four-minute match, 2.0, anyone? Some of Lions' kicks actually look pretty good, but it feels like so many women have kick-based offenses in this company right now. Like, you've got her and um, Lola Vice and Petrovich that are all like, we're MMA kicky-kicky people, and it's all very similar, right? Uh, uh, Lions isn't even good at it. Passable match, hard to care, not going to lie. Fallon Henley's backstage with Briggs and Jensen. So they're picking like garbage out of her hair or whatever. Jensen asks if Henley is okay, and she says she's embarrassed, embarrassed, humiliated, and pissed off. She says Tiff has never had to work hard or get her hands dirty, she, and she is not done with Stratton. Henley walks off, and Brooke says he's never seen her that <clears throat> mad. He and Briggs talk about the Heritage Cup match next she week. Snapped. Jensen says he and Fallon will be there to deal with the rest of metaphor. Briggs says he needs to do this on his own and can't explain it, but next week he needs to ride slow, solo. I would say that Solo Jones. Correct. Um, I would say that it's uneven, but apparently Jakar Jackson doesn't do anything. Right? No, that's so right. It's even. Exactly. She just stands there and says, security, security. <laughs> She's Jensen... going to be at the match shouting about security. Jensen says, all right, wishes Briggs good luck, but he gives us a look as the camera lingers on Jensen's face a little bit. So so they're doing two storylines where teams I... are like. Exactly. So we get like, we get city Breakup of two <laughs> friends and country. 
Or was it like, would they, be, um, would they be ghetto or something? I don't know. It, they'd be like the urban and the country is what we yeah. got here. So it's way too close to that story exactly on the heels of Trick and Mellow. <clears throat> so either wait and do this later or do this in another direction. Because yeah. it's very, feels very, very similar. Um, then we get Hank and Tank taken on Gallus. Hank and Tank dominate early a bit surprisingly with using frequent tags. And sort of just basic strong guy, quick guy offense. Uh, Gallus cheats to get control of Hank. Ref enforces the tag rope rule on Tank. Hank turns around into a leaping kick from Mark Coffey, and it's over in... Four minutes. Isn't this crazy? Like, what's this, four matches? This is and 2. maybe 0. the opener, too, actually. This is 2.0. Will you tech, check TJR and see what he said about the Henley yeah. Stratton, how long it was? Um, I actually, I think I've said this before. I kind of like Tank. He's fast, explosive, a little bit of charisma, but he looked stupid on this because he literally went halfway to the other corner on the apron and then is like arguing with the ref about why he can't tag in when there's a tag rope. Like, it's not like he was just out of reach. He was like halfway to the other corner. Um, so anyways, the match was fine, but again, a four minute tag match. So what are you going to do? Dijak responds to Eddie Thorpe from a warehouse somewhere. Um, he says he put Eddie in the hospital in front of his family. And now Thorpe wants to face Dijak in a match that ha with hardly any rules. Uh, he snapped the ring ropes last, last week and drove the buckle into Eddie's injured rib cage. Next week, week will be Thorpe's last match ever. Uh, so the footage they played as I he was... Oh, I went about four minutes. There you go. Haven't, that's like, what, four or five drinks already? Pace yourself. Pretty people. much every match. Never, uh, never overserve yourself. So the footage they were showing while he spoke was fine, but at the end of the day, it's still Dijak speaking, so that is never a good <laughs> thing to do. I don't know why. So this... This is a guy who's a veteran now of like a decade. He's not going to suddenly become a good promo. So why are you not? He's really good in the ring. Give him somebody. Why are you not figuring this out? He's not going to suddenly put it together and sound good. Yeah, his second run in developmental. Like... He needs a mouthpiece. He's good everywhere else. I wonder who they could give him. Though. Tiffany Stratton says it feels good to finally put Fallon in her place where she should be a servant to others. She would never set foot in Fallon's trashy bar, and Henley doesn't belong in Tiff's world. Fallon will always be trash no matter what. She wants a match with Henley at New Year's Evil, and if she wins, Fallon becomes her servant. Oh, great. We're no mention one of these. if Fallon wins, does Stratton become her servant? This was never addressed. Maybe Fallon will address it. So I oh. assume this makes it look more like Henley wins, and they just drop this storyline, and you know oh, what I mean. Oh, I would think that Stratton wins, and, and we get a bunch of that. Yeah, because you, you know they can't resist. No, like that, that you're right. They probably you know can. they would do that. Main event time: Ridge Holland, Ilya Dragunov, back and forth physicality early on. Two Germans by Dragunov before more strikes and a third German. Holland with a kick to the back and a short clothesline to turn the tide. One throw by Holland, but Dragunov counters the next one with some back elbows. Ridge runs over Dragunov as Dragunov goes for the Constantine special. Outside in, Suplex is countered into a DB DDT by Dragunov. Looked pretty nice. We get a nice looking H-bomb by Dragunov. Backdrop by Holland, then a pump kick for two. Holland is holding Dragunov uh, and sort of holding them belly to belly and landing headbutts and elbows that cause Holland to sort of drop Dragunov quote unquote on his head. That's so great. Uh, so their officials come to check on Dragunov, who's doing a good job. Like the crowd is quiet and seems to be believing this injury. And honestly, it was a pretty good match. And then like the word you use is exactly what I said. Tasteless, right? This 
and we're no fans of Ridge Holland. I I don't dislike him. You seem to. I, I'm kind of whatever. About I him. D- used to dislike him a lot more. I still am not a You're huge more fan. But leaning like, into indifference more. Yeah, because he hasn't really done anything. It was more when it was in NXT that we like, kind of like Cross. But this almost seems cruel to him, right? Like, yeah, I'm I do sure, feel bad for him for this. I'm sure he feels badly enough about hurting. I'm pretty sure at least two, and one of them like career ending. It looks like, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't like. I don't like that he did it because obviously he's not great in the ring. But I also do feel bad for him because it's not like. Like it's what are the chances that happens, right? And so, part I mean, of it might be they moved him up too fast. They put him on main roster when he's yeah. not quite ready. Well, you can say it's his fault. It's also there's some factors that aren't right. And so, so now I do feel for him. They're yeah, actually here. making this part of his character on TV. Yeah, that I definitely feel bad for because Daxon, whatever he did that, and that's like. But it's also a while ago. Now you're bringing this back up for right. the storyline. Like it's and, and I again, do again. Yeah. I feel like this will be lost on a ton of their audience, which so it's, makes it's kinda, it even more unnecessary. Yeah, and it makes it worse for him because it's like then, if people let someone might look at it, right? I thought this was really tone deaf. Would be the yeah, word that's I would a use. good way to put it. Yeah, I don't really know why they're doing it either. If you want to like, I don't, I don't really know. And honestly, the match was not bad. I was kind of enjoying it, and then this was just like, really, guys, like you can't. Find something else to do yeah. with this guy. I don't know why you gotta do that to him. If you want to bring him back down to season him again, that's fair. Yeah, but um, this just does him dirty, and I'm not even a fan of Ridge Holland, no. really. But um, still, I do sympathize sympathize with him a little bit for sure. So yeah, a week episode of NXT, like all those four minute matches, is pretty crazy, right? How but long anyways. was the main event again? Uh, that minutes, one got ten. ten. Got okay. about ten, that's I think. Acceptable. Right. Um, so, and obviously SmackDown is occurring as we speak, so I don't imagine you've pulled anything I from did that. see SmackDown Sports. I didn't read them, but I saw there was them, because I feel, I think they taped it. Yeah. Which, that's when, I mentioned it earlier, an annoying thing, this was a pre-taped NXT. Yeah, I, so I, I knew what was happening. The crowd sweetening is not, yeah. is not it no, for they me. always tape their Christmas stuff. I think Raw's the best of. Why do you want your... Some shows to sound like it sounds different than the normal live shows. It's weird to me, but anyway, they think we're dumb still. Final segment. You said you have some stuff to talk about, an update from the world of wrestling action figures and whatnot, and we'll do that now in our final segment called "Figuring It Out with Jack." <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? Okay, uh, first thing I'll run through is it's basically the same thing as last week. It's just we got better images of the new AEW. I think it's on my series eight. There's only five. It was the same figures I ran through, which were House of Black. I think Brody and Buddy are from Revolution last year, which I think would be from that pre-show match we really liked with uh, Eric Rowan. Maybe my favorite pre-show match ever. One of them for sure. I um actually it might be. It yeah. was really fun. Yeah, it's just and especially because it's Eric Rowan who we've never been huge on. It's just they like, used was, him like perfectly in that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was also in the Pentoscuro era. Um, we also have Malachi Black, which I was correct. Um, it's from his debut appearance in the, like the black suit with the right. vest. It looks really clean. Not gonna lie, I really like it. Um, and ROH CM Punk in yellow shorts. Now they showed us which is new: a Chase uh, ROH Punk in red shorts. So there's two. Hooray! Yeah, you can't track down that rare one. Penta Oscuro from February 23rd last year. Uh, that one looks cool. It's like it's got some crazy sculpts on it. So I'll definitely get that because we love Penta and he's cool. We do. And then Brody King's got the other, uh, the Chase one, I think, the rarer one. And he's got like that ski mask with the bandana, which looks crazy cool. Yes. So that that's unique. It does. At least that that looks pretty wicked. It's a crazy looking dude. Yeah, the tattoo detail on that figure's got to be crazy. Uh, that one's definitely worth buying. But anyway, then there was also new Legends figures. So we got, um, it's a weird set. It's really weird. Okay. Um, so 
like I don't I would like you to guess, but there's no way you could guess. No, I will never guess. I, um, I fail at all. The most normal games. one is we got Hulk Hogan. Hooray. Actually two Hulk Hogan's. He's a chase. It's a of course. Gaijin Hulk Hogan from Japan, which I'm surprised they can do that. That's which is cool. cool. At least That's, it's different. Yeah. Um and it like still racist. <laughs> in another country. <laughs> um then we got, as you would expect, the Sultan. I would expect that. Yeah. Um it does look pretty like the new torso and new heads. Savio's dope, okay? Savio? Isn't it Savio? No, the Sultan. That was Rikishi. Oh, Rikishi, sorry. Um, Who is Savio? Savio Vega. But he was somebody else. Oh, he too. was Quang before. There, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But he it was, wasn't his gimmick like he couldn't talk to get his tongue cut out or something, like one of those characters I from Hunger Games. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, I think the only notable thing he did was he challenged Rock Maivia for the Intercontinental <laughs> title at uh, Mania 13. That yeah, begs no, the question thing. where's the Quang figure? Where's the Quang figure? Or Savio Vega for that matter. Then uh, Captain Lou Albano, because we were just hitting for that. It is fitting because I've been re- recently on um, Cult Talks been doing like a multi part series on the WWE's Golden Era, it's, which is really interesting actually. Um, it, he looks pretty quality though. It's a random one, but it looks quality at least. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, um, you know, WWE legend Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Obviously. Which boxing gear? So That's I guess the devil. Get a. Re- <laughs> get a reuse of his head or whatever because they did that comic-con exclusive ultimate but that makes more sense because it's like a crossover thing for a comic-con it's like the one guy um i was watching now uh, he was talking about i was and he made a plan it's like it'll probably like who's gonna want Mu- muhammad ali i want some mustafa who's on the indie run now but like i don't know it's it's a very weird 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 series i was looking up if quang has a figure it looks like there's one but it looks like it's somebody's custom what who would do that who does that because Quang was amazing. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. He's it's, fine. It's weird. In the series before this, too, they also, they did a Hulk Hogan in a singlet, which I don't know if that's AWA or something, but they're Gross. doing weird Hogans. Gross. So just to... That's two series and then three Hogans, by the way. Crazy. Is just that all of them? Yeah. That all you got? That's all I got. What's your guess on how long we've been talking? Because we're like, oh, it could be quick because we don't have impact and we don't have two a, and a quarter. SmackDown. 153 and counting. Damn. Still got closed in on two minutes, so that's pretty good. But yeah, we hope you all have a great holiday, whatever you celebrate. I hope it goes well with friends and family. Or if you're looking to avoid friends and family, I hope you get your wish on that as well. Because all things are possible. All things are but possible. we will be back with episode 179, and our best and worst is coming up. So keep an eye out for that as we have a bunch of time off to maybe record some stuff. So just subscribe or like or follow or whatever you need to do, and you'll find out when we put out anything new. We'd appreciate any listens you can give us. Any time you spend is great with us. We really do appreciate it. We'll for sure see you back here next Saturday, if not before. And until then, everybody, take care.